Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another gate-crashing episode of Hot Singles. Uh, as always, I am your co-host, Buchanan, and with me, uh, with uh, some voice ickies, is, uh, is the lovely Alexis. Hey, you're going to get the very <laughs> late night radio announcer version of me this time. Yeah, instead, of a, instead of a hi, we're getting a hey. Um, hey. Special guest today, Marcy, from the internet. That- yeah, that's me. I'm a little special guest on this little podcast here. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's a good get. It's a good get. We got Marcy. It's a good get. Yeah, I'm I'm the get tonight. Today, um, yeah. gang. It's I want you to go to your closet and I want you to pull out the blackest windbreakiest jacket that you can. We got some ice cold fucking picks today. We got Holy. some fucking anorak shit today. Yeah. We it's it, get the acronym out, okay? All right. Oh it's, yeah. Oh yeah. It's get yourself cozy. Stand in the corner of your room. Turn off your opium yeah, it's records. Time, yeah, it's time to get prepped for uh, uh, a cool little rave inside your room. There. <laughs> it's because it's it's little. It's, you think it's a little too cold to leave the house and stuff, and you know you can't really bother. Start calling your money creds. Uh, get your Oakleys. Um, wait, it's, we're going. We're 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 bringing it. Holy shit, Boo, dude! I I literally will say I bought one pair of Bole um, eye protection glasses. Hell for yeah. the first trans party I went to and then decided what I actually needed was Bole tinted eye yes. protection glasses for the second trans party I went Hell to. Hell fucking yes. It's wow. By the, wow. Wrap, wrap, wrap around eye protection is the way by to the end of it, By the end of it, you're going to be uh, wearing like a classic 1995 Ravers fit. It'll be incredible exactly. vibes. Exactly. Um, um, we have places to go before we get there though. Yes. Um, uh-huh. Least of all, uh, our picks for today. Uh, Alexis, what the hell did you bring? I brought a little album called Burial by Burial. Fantastic. It's, I'm just going to be going down the list here. Uh, I brought uh, the debut album by uh, your boy, Evie and Christ, uh, Revenchist. And Marcy, what the hell did you bring? Yeah, I, I kind of brought this like dumb little. It, uh, it's it's uh, from this guy Skrillex. Um, you kind of maybe heard of him. Uh, he's got a. He's got, he's got oh, a you mean Sonny? Yeah, Sonny. <laughs> Sonny. Sonny Moore. Sonny Moore. Um, yeah. That guy. Well, what the hell did you bring by him? Oh. Uh. Okay. So yeah. So like. So actually, he put out two albums this year. Um. So there was the first album, Quest for Fire, and then like a week later or something. He put out, um, uh, what was it called again? Uh, Don't Get Too Close. Don't Get Too Close. Yeah, it's got like I, a little, it's got a little furry creature on the front I there. remember because it's, he's got a little like freak, uh, on the cover. It's but like, he looks like a little like, porcupine dude. he looks like a little, uh, like ringtone mascot guy. No, yeah, yeah uh, it, he really went for that. It's, it's crazy. Uh, but we're not talking about that one because like, uh. Fuck Crazy Frog. We're not here for Crazy Frog. Official stance hey, of hey, 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 hey. fuck Crazy Frog. Hey, don't let me into this shit. I didn't say anything. No, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm a, I'm a Crazy Frog enjoyer here. Let's, let's come on. <laughs> Axel F did nothing wrong. He um, did nothing wrong. No, the Axel F is in the, the like, original German bizarre, like, the old electronic thing from the 80s that they cribbed. That did nothing wrong. Crazy Frog did things wrong. His little, his little dingle is out. Marcy, let's talk about Quest for Fire. <laughs> Please don't leave me like this. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, so... So I mentioned... Okay, so like... So he put out a second record. We're not really gonna talk about it, because like, honestly... It's, it's not it's not that good. There's not, there's not really much for us to talk about. It's like... Him leaning on his more pop sensibilities, and like, most of the time it doesn't really pan out too well. It's bar like a few songs, but like... This, this, look. This is the one that he's putting out. Uh, it's called Quest for Fire, so like... He's like, hey guys, out there, uh, I, put, I made an album of bangers for you, uh, so please listen to them. Uh, so, okay, so, uh, back, okay, background on Skrillex. <laughs> so, okay, so, so, okay, what so he- is a Skrillex? So, in, like, 2010 or whatever, he, like, comes in and, like, invents dubstep or whatever. Uh, <laughs> just so, yeah, just a little history lesson here. So, he invents, yeah, he went dubstep, kinda. Uh, he does a few things here and there throughout the decade. Um, he, has, he has a song for Ralph. Uh, <laughs> also, I think he's also got a song in Mortal Kombat. Uh, he does Reptile. There, there's there's like there's like a music video with like him and the Joker. It's like really crazy. I think I think I think don't forget the Kingdom Hearts. Don't forget the Kingdom Hearts. Uh, yeah, I think there's a Kingdom Hearts thing there too. Uh, <laughs> also, there's yeah, there's other music too. I think there's like an album or whatever. Um, <laughs> And then, okay, and so, okay, so we're, we're here, like, um, 10 plus years later or so, and he's like, hey, guys, I'm going to invent dubstep, like, again, but it's different this time. Dubstep I really too. want to throw you. <laughs> In a loving, uh, caring way. But... So, <laughs> so I, I'm going to invent dubstep again, but it's going to be different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Yeah, so okay, so mm, so what I'm gesturing in there is that like Skrillex is a man with a lot of bag baggage and history tied to him as a man who <laughs> Yeah, don't kinda, fucking say. <laughs> yeah, a, a little funny here. Uh Yeah. A, a man who came onto a scene and kind of blew up like crazy and became like the poster child and became the guy to point to for uh, many many things uh, uh, both step. positive and negative yeah uh, bro step edm the the, the bro rubs. the bro step stigmata was born from sunny moore's wrist oh yeah it's 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 all it's all debatable how much that is him versus like mm -hmm. just the culture large but like you you can't say he wasn't like a a factor now nah. he was perhaps the biggest yeah mm -hmm. uh, but um yeah so like I don't even talk about the album yet but like, <laughs> <laughs> so like a, like a lot has happened since like you know his big rise he put out like a record in like 2014 or something like an album that's like him doing like his usual thing and uh other sorts of experience he does uh i kind of i kind of uh recess what i'm talking about i kind of kind of i kind of latched on to that record as like someone like who was like listening to edm stuff around the time being like mm -hmm. this guy's kind of cool um <laughs> yeah it was yeah because like that one was like oh he's like do doing different things i might be actually be like a, kind of like a fan of this guy in a way that wasn't before and uh also, also, there's this whole, um, uh, I guess there's like, just a, there's a Jack U thing, I guess. Um, he, I guess he just did music for Diplo for a little bit. Uh, but Alexis, you know. please play the Jack U snare, uh, right here. Thank you. 
Um, just a little later editing request. Sorry, it's whenever I hear Jack, you we got to go with the snare. Sorry, continue, Marcy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, um, <laughs> so like ever since that big record and stuff, um, he's not put out like a full like length like thing. It's always been like singles here and there, some remixes, uh, but like nothing, no like large like statement piece from him in any way. Um, until, um, this year, where, like, uh, after many, many years, um, he's like, hey, guys, I'm putting out an album, and I'm gonna put songs on it, uh, and, and, and this is where you get Quest for Fire, with a different sort of, like, um, with a different sort of, like, context and energy coming into it than before, because, like, this is, like, this is, like, Skrillex coming into, like, a record, um, but not in like the same like he's not doing a bro step thing on here. Mm-mm. He's like he's, he's kind of had this whole like weird like reformation where he thinks of himself more as like a DJ kind of guy, mm-hmm. or at least a guy like who likes to assimilate himself in like club culture, even though that's kind of never totally been who he is. But nonetheless, um, So like he's announced this whole he's got this whole record out and he's uh, assembled a cohort of sorts of um, people alongside him uh, to tour the world and uh, become a mess to society, um, uh, both being uh, Fred again and uh, Fortet, uh, who uh, who both show up on this record uh, many many times. <laughs> oh yeah, many times. Yeah, yeah. They're all buds. They all they they, they the freaking like, Migos over there. What's going on, <laughs> fellas? Yeah, uh, that's a weird comparison. I don't want. To. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. I was thinking positively. Never mind. Was the platonic idea of Migos in my head. Just three Strokes guys in an area. Up. Okay, let's get yeah. the one clear. <laughs> so like, I don't know. We have. I don't know. We had a whole pandemic happen, and like club club culture is weird in a way, and the 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 kids out there are like getting getting excited about like. Like these, like kids know what like they've heard of what jungle is now. It's like crazy. Whoa. Um. Thanks, Pink Panthers. Uh, ki- the kids are really into like British music for some reason. I don't yes. know how it happened, but fuck that, fuck that. Yeah, and like here comes Skrillex here being like, "Hey guys, <laughs> I'm also into a little British music here and there." Um. They got they got some sick stuff over there. Um, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do my own kind of little version of that. Um. <laughs> But with the with the little Skrillex kind of little salt and pepper all over it, you know. And yeah, and with that, you kind of get this record here, where it's like a like a mix of him doing like his kind of not like usual, but like kind of tracks you expect from him, and also like him kind of dipping his hat into more of like quote unquote like traditional dubstep sound, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. But he's like, it's it's kind of the first time where like he's like, tried to do that because usually you like you know, if you want, like if like everyone knows Skrillex's Procept sound and all, he's been very good at it for many many years and this is like the first time he's like, I'm gonna be a little understated with it. I'm gonna like, uh, be a little more quieter with like like the, the bass wobbles. It's gonna be like, <laughs> hey, you say this and I, you knew I was gonna bring this track up. Um. It's sort of been like somewhat scrubbed from the record because it was like very much a throw 
throwaway release. Oh, you're already bringing this up now. Yeah, yeah. No, I might as well. So in 2013, he put out an, an EP um, called Leaving. And it's mostly still in the like very much like electro house, bro steppy, very like, you know, that, that kind of range. This felt to me at the time, like I remember listening to this at the time and thinking that the title track was an apology. The title track was a recognition that like something had gone wrong in the process and that he needed to like find contact again with dubstep the genre. And like it, it needed to, you know, connect again to a, a, like a different intensity and dynamics. It needed to connect to like sub bass as opposed to like roaring low mids. It, like there's all sorts of stuff that um, it, it like just biased and like felt like a Skrillex song out of place and time because he realized that what he was doing was out of place and time with the genre as a larger object. And then he didn't come back to this and sort of disowned the CP because it was like a throwaway, like free release. And it's not on Spotify. And what came out, you know, shortly after this was, you know, Recess and all the pop production. So there, there, there's like traces of this elsewhere in his career. Like he hasn't always just been this. It's just that he's never committed to like this being his identity. He's never like decided, right, this project is a project where I'm going to explore all the other sounds that I care about and interest, I'm interested in that I want to be related to. Um, this is cool. This is interesting because he's a really fucking good producer, but he's also related to these sounds in a very like strangely ambivalent way through his career. Yeah. Like I think uh, leaving for me is a, is like a keystone track to like link between old Skrillex and the psychology that gets you new Skrillex. I did kind of understate the part of his career where, like, after, like, the record and uh, the Recess record and, like, doing remixes here and there, he also became, like, a bit of, like, a pop producer in a way. A, like, a bit th of a th pop th producer, th like, one of the most sought-after pop producers of his generation, you know. Yeah, yeah, th yeah throwing his weight uh, under some uh, some big guys. Um, what did he produce for? Bieber? FK Twigs? Like, just don't uh, mad. Those are the two that he, just had like, range. Yeah. He did like 80 tracks for Brockhampton that we're never going to hear. Oh, uh, true. Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> I'm going to talk about that. Uh, um, yeah, it's he's uh, it's I think it's <laughs> I it's I he I think he literally he went to this album. What? Yeah. Fuck. Right. Yeah, he did. Uh, I think it's he literally went on a quest for fire like it's like taking taking the backseat um, going on a going on like a scroll baticle trying to figure out what <laughs> uh, Skrillex I think is a project means to him. And as it turns out, it's mostly just about hanging out with a bunch of people you like. It's uh, so just about hanging out with a bunch of people you like. Is this the point where we need to talk about country rhythm? Like, I just need to. <laughs> In the course of, like, the two recorded sets that we have access to, Fortet dropped, like, comedy dubstep screamer five times, three times at Coachella, twice in Times Square for, um, for the radio um, show. Like...
there is a there is a sense where like i don't know forte is a cultured experienced dance music head and like legend of the scene He's just he's genuinely collaborated with a huge range and variety of people. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt for a second that his actual collaborations are sincere. And then when he does this over and over again, I cannot help but feel the piss taking. And like not in a not in a mean spirited way, but like no, genuinely, there's something quite important about like I'm taking this slightly less seriously than you, and that's important. And it's it's yeah. what you got to understand is when Skrillex, Fred again and Fortet hang out. It's like when two juniors get their T.A. really drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Fortet's always had this in him. He's had these rages. Yes. In him, but like there, there, there's a there's a there's an attitude to have when you're on stage at Coachella versus when you're, you know, playing Fabric or playing, you know, Pickle Pickle Factory. <laughs> <laughs> Pickle so, yeah. Factory is a crazy ass fucking name for a song. Pickle Sorry, I, I I have not been able to stop thinking about. It. Sorry, Marcy, continue, continue. <laughs> so yeah, wait, hang on. Name for a song? Excuse me, I'm gonna pull this up. Like, is there a song called Pickle Factory that I don't know about? No, I just you said Pickle Factory, and I was like, That's Pickle Factory is the name for a venue in London that is like quite a good venue. That's also a crazy name for a venue. It's, I mean, I think it might actually have been a pickle factory. Well, I was so. gonna, I was gonna say, like, what do you guys eat at pickle factory? Like, it's, I know you guys got like, no, we uh, got no pickles here. Sorry about no that. No pickles. Fuck, Fuck that. off. Fuck that. What, what could you want more? You're like bouncing out the club at three a.m. Like the sets are going on for another three hours. You're exhausted. You need salt. You need carbohydrates. You need a pickle. And am a pickle. Am I selling this hard enough? Like, is this good? Is this? Marcy, what else is going on in Quest for Five? <laughs> okay, so okay, so so we, okay. Um, we haven't really talked about the record. Yet. I just want to stay for the record. Uh, uh, the Skrillex track with Forte Butterflies on here. I think it's a great track. I think it's really fun to throw on. Uh, yeah, Butterflies cool is sick. Yeah, Butterflies uh, might be. It's, 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 I've got a lot of feelings about the collaborations on this record. Let's start. Yeah, with let's, let's get into that. Let's get. Yeah, let's get into. So let's start with collaborations as like a thematic thing. So Butterflies has this like musical element, which is the like pumping, um, like low vocal that's like filtered out. Because we're also talking about burial, I listen to a bunch of the burial Fortet collaborations, and like this could straight up be like okay with a bit more like destruction and a bit more reverb and a bit more low passing this could be the core element of a burial vortex collab but like it has that like darkness and wobbliness that i associate with vortex that like you, you know the like very naturalistic um like sound profile and it just puts a you know a really fucking good tight technical beat around it i yeah it's so good so the thing that it also does though is like the important musical element is a fortet thing and the shape of the track so that's like the dynamics the structure the the like overall like eq profile of the track is mm-hmm. like like down to a t and this is a thing i think just gets repeated every single time he collaborates in this record um the joker track i think is really really obvious for this as well like the like the stealing um, of the drill baseline and just like the shape of that like old like you know every like I think me and Marcy have this very particular idea of like that purple dubstep sound from back in the day and like how it's been updated slowly like that the, the musical elements are all coming from there and the shape of the thing is all like 
scoop the low mids, all the activity in the high mids, a bit of sub, and lots of fucking sparkle. That's the Skrillex thing. Um, where are the others? Um, yeah, too bizarre. Possage, like doing the the like drum and bassy, like really technical scrunchy stuff. Like that, mm-hmm. the, all the, the, the like key musical elements. Possage, that's what sticks out. And the whole contour of the track is like Skrillexified. Eli Kessler, he just fucking swallows. Um, Eli Kessler, it, this is mad to me. There's a fucking Eli Kessler feature on a Skrillex track. Yeah, that shit made me so happy. That shit is so sick. It, it's it's so funny because like it's a very straight track, and somehow like Eli Kessler's asked her like, okay, be the rhythm, be the rhythm rhythmic interest in this track, and like. I'm like so torn on this because I want to fucking love Eli Kessler's Skrillex collab. Like that idea is just so incredible. But it's so straight that I can't help but think about all the like 2013 bands playing dubstep that I kept hearing that were like, you don't know how to make this groove. And like he almost forces Eli Kessler into that box, which is slightly annoying. I think the exception is Supersonic because Supersonic just sounds like a fucking noisier track in profile. Um, and it's, I think, just better for it. Like, it, it just fucking explodes. It fills the, the low mids in a way that basically the rest of the album doesn't. Like, it wants all that, like, crunchy, gnarly intermodulation. Like, it wants to just, like, you know, fill its fucking belly. Um, uh, we're, we're, yeah. we're jumping around here, but I just want to—I yeah. just, just want to do stay for the record here. I think because uh, you mentioned like uh, like up, updating the purple dubstep sound on here, but mm. the collab with Joker on here is like maybe my favorite track on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm super high on tears as well. Yeah, uh, Joker and also Sleepnet. Who, if you do not know, Alexis, mm. um, uh, th- uh, that that is a that is a solo member of Noisy on that track under Ooh. a different name. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna find that out and be like, "Ooh, ah, that makes a sense. crazy team up." Yeah, good. Yeah, um, but yeah, like the the point I'm trying to make, jumping around here, is that like he's got this uncanny talent to take the like distinctive musical features of like really cool, interesting artists. Artists, and when I say Skrillexify, it does it. That's not a, like a morally negative term. It's like genuinely fit it into an envelope that I like can map out in my head. I know what the EQ curves looks like. It's like a fair amount of sub. Um, a kick that punches through, but a lot of space in the low, in the low end and low mids. All the detail coming in the high, high mid range, and huge amounts of sparkle. Um, I got other thoughts about this as well, but like, there is a Skrillex profile that pretty much everything he makes fits because it works so fucking well. Like, I think this is a profile that's been like developed out of like years of like touring his sound like clearly there's a thing that fits edm spaces and venues and crowds and ears and radio as well they're like this has cultivated it and um yeah like it becomes incredibly coherent but it also just becomes like incredibly obvious like oh no i'm really definitely hearing something that's like technically refined in exactly the same form every single time and that's like genuinely surprising like this is not the sort of thing i expect to hear on most even even dance records by like a single artist with a very singular style and vision. 
he's he's doing some something technically that like I find incredibly weird and cool, but you know, it's like weird to feel him occasionally step outside of this little box, but like he has his box and he knows his box extraordinarily well. He really has gotten better at producing over the years. He's really like honed oh in God, yeah. the craft. Mm -hmm. um, I I wanted to I wanted to speak specifically about the box that Skrillex is in. Uh, yeah. It's I want to jump straight to Warped Tour 05 with Pete Wentz leading yeah. into good space. Uh, I it's I was like, whoa, this is like a this is a cool interlude, like uh, speaking to like, you know, Skrillex's history and like the warp scene and stuff. Um, and then it, I'm like, dang, I wonder uh, this, this got to be like a big ass track that uh, we're leading up to because like this is just a interlude, like smack dab in the middle of this shit. And then good space has like it it sounds like a throwaway version of uh, his song for kingdom hearts 3 face yeah, my fears it, it is just slightly less dramatic face my fears <laughs> it's and it's like he came up with that like vocal chop like phased side chain thing yeah and it was like and then he just started throwing that at everything yeah, it just cooked for, for for six months with it. Yeah, I, I actually really like Good Space. I think it's yeah, my good favorite space song here, good. honestly. Yeah, it's. Uh, that, I, mean, I think it does that thing in its, in its in its own cool way, but it it, it is like riffing off that. No, it's remix. yeah, it's. I mean, like Summertime Blood is also that like his song with uh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lean and Echo. Oh no, that's Blade and Echo. Sorry, my bad. And I guess I think Lean is on it as well, but um, it's it's we're just speaking to like the uh, like genuinely like skrillex has expanded his palette and has continued to it's it's he's he's built he's built his sector larger and much more refined i think yeah, um, yeah, yeah but he's yeah. still in his sector so i have more thoughts about what is contained in the sector and there are like two really strong things like popping out to me one is short room reverbs and short delays this man loves splashy noises. Like, absolutely oh, fucking he do. loves. <laughs> so it, it's, it's like genuinely bizarre to me. Like, he does so much work to nip and tuck everything, particularly the drums. And, like, every element that can tails in, like, I'm not going to say absurd ways, but ways that, like, pull, like, really hard against a lot of the other stuff he's doing. Like, I, th I think there are exceptions. I think Butterflies cuts against the grain on this one. I think Supersonic really hard cuts against the grain on this one because, it, like... You've got fucking Dylan Brady on there. You're not having extraneous tales on there. You're okay, having... wait, 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 mm. wait, 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 oh. I need to stay for the record, because everyone gets this fucking wrong. Uh-huh. The original song, Supersonic, was on a collab record with Dylan Brady and Josh Pan. It was a yep. collab record between the both of them. Later on, uh, Skrillex and Noisia come on to remix the record on their own. And then it also gets put on the album and it's just credited under all of them. Okay. So 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 Dylan Brady had no input on the remix. On the on the final production. Okay. On the final, fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean I still everyone think gets that wrong because everyone tries to read in like Dylan's production on there. The original tracks like like you know like the slow beginning on that part, that's the song. It doesn't mm. go any further beyond that. Yeah. I, I think the remix pushes it. Mm. In Ethos, I must be just hearing the noisiest stuff then, because what it is doing is like the the, the like there are controlled tails but they fucking cut as soon as you hit drops or like 
like basis slamming. And that kind of separation is just like not a thing Skrillex is interested in when he's on his own and not a thing he does f- for most of the rest of the record. Like tails and like just like escaping air, like hiss and like sparkle just cover the whole top end of this uh, this record. And like in a way that makes it feel very different from normal dance music to me. Like you ask him like he has come towards neuro, drum and bass, two-step, dubstep. Like he has come towards British dance music forms. But the thing he has not done is dry it out in the way that those forms are. Like <laughs> this is this is to me like probably the one thing that formally separates him from all the styles that he's clearly really fluent in and pretty really good at, but just like hasn't like fully adopted the sound of. It's like the air it's so much air so much reverb tail and like until he does that he will still sound like squillex doing a thing rather than just like a participant in the genre to me just like I th- it just it strikes me straight from the first track like the, the 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 vocal chop on the first track just like okay yeah it's got the doubling it's got the like the, like the, the 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 like super quick um the, like bounce reverb uh fucking like lots of early reflections very short tail but like it means it pops out and then you go through the main body of the track and it doesn't like dry out and fit into the like you know the the like matrix of the thing it stays glowing out the front the whole way through and like this is just like the the thing that he seems to to just have his ear like trained on he will never let that like just like slide into the background it's just not a thing he's interested in doing so shiny he makes shiny music mm-hmm. Uh, okay, okay. Can I get into a whole thing here? Yeah. Get into a whole thing. Um, not even, like, debatably. Like, like, like the biggest track off this record? Hmm. Because there's a whole thing with it. So, like, okay. We got, we got to talk about Fred again. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. Again. We do. Okay, so, okay, so, in... Wait, so Marcy, in some, Marcy. What's that? What? You hear that? Uh-huh. Oh, maybe. It, oh, I hear it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so um, I'm just going to look up the date. Um, hold on. So, uh, on July 29th, 2022, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Fredekin Boy Room set uh, debuts on YouTube. And with that uh, comes teasings of, uh, I think, two or three tracks off this record. Mm. Uh, couldn't like a demo of me like this, and also was probably Rumble, which is like the big standout track that everyone was going ape shit over. Um, and it's 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 got this cra- it's got all this like culture stuff tied to it, cause like it's like the first sign of like Skrillex like appearing again, and is like, hey, like. I know, like, I've been, like, a poster child for dubstep and all, but in, like, a very different way in the States versus what's been uh, uh, known to understood, known to be understood in the UK. Yeah. And this is, like, him, like, like, earnestly, like, trying to approach that within uh, how he likes to approach things. And so you get that. He gets, he, he has Fred again on the song to help him, I guess. And also, um... Uh, uh, Man of the Year Full Dan. Uh, so good. Storied Grime MC. Uh, 
who uh, fucking after after this track would appear in so many other different places. Mm-hmm. Like everyone tried to get a little, a little bit of this guy, whether you're like uh, Sammy Ricci uh, or pronounce name or uh, Chasing Status, you know, just fucking the, the it guy when you like oh we need we want a UK rapper voice guy on a thing. If we could get could we get full Dan? Can we get him on there? <laughs> yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, and so like it's yeah, and R- Rumble sits as this track is like for like everyone in the states to be like, hey guys, you know this whole UK dubstep thing that happened like however many years ago. Uh, it's back now. Uh, and it's okay we're for you to doing like it. it. It's and us. we're doing it, and we're all just gonna be cool about it, okay? <laughs> is right? <laughs> it's not gonna be a problem, right? It's gonna be cool, right? Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, I for for what it is worth, I do think it's a I do think it's a great track, honestly. It's a like, fucking stri- stri- Yeah, stripped away from all like all the baggage it might have, I do think it's like a, a track that does hit. Oh yeah. my god, obviously it hits. Like yeah. it's it's sick. It's why we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, and but like okay, so in my opinion. Like, 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 Skrillex trying to, like, kind of reintroduce, like, all these US kitties over to, like, thinking about UK dubstep and UK music and just, like, club music in general and trying to, like, get, get everyone on board. But also having this be part of Fredic with, like, Fredigan on board, yeah. who is what, what, what one might argue, what I might argue as, like, the antithesis of that. <laughs> like, because Fred again is a guy who <laughs> did not come from any club culture whatsoever. Uh, he's a guy <laughs> who uh, was Brian Hill's godson and uh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> got production work for Big Name Pop Stars before he ever put out first, his first song. <laughs> he was like producing Fred Sheeran and shit like years ago. And fucking like, uh, he had an EP with Hedy One too, I believe. Uh-huh. And and, oh, and now he's like, yeah, like, and then like, COVID happens, and then it's like, ah, oh, it's like, ah, oh, but like, we're all stuck at home, but like, we will be like, we want to be out in the club, and it's 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 ah, uh, what it, it's crazy, and then Fred again's here is like, hey guys, I'm here, <laughs> I'm gonna make this, I'm about to make the song of the uh, music for the moment here, and I'm gonna make club music about being stuck at home and wanting to be at the club. But like you're not actually there, and everyone's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> Everyone heard this shit and being like, "No, nah, this is the this is like the this the, this guy makes he's like you know like how like disclosure like got people to thinking about house music, like Fred again is doing that again for like a newer generation of people, mm-hmm. but um with much more mid, <laughs> like uh, so much more mid out the gate. It's like. Uh, I don't. I don't like thinking about him. I, mean, I kind of do, and I don't. I mean, he's fun to like be a punching bag in your brain, but like fundamentally, I do not find him remotely entertaining. He's like, he feels like a threat we need to deal with. Honestly, it's. I've never listened to anything that he has ever done other than this. That's incorrect guy. because he's got so many production credits. You've snuck something in, you know. 
Never. Like, okay, I've never sought him out. It's. I saw. It's. I yeah. saw that. It's. He look. The man can't even commit to a full ellipses in his name. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not interested. That's, it was uh-huh. not. A, not at all. He's fucking got a production credit on Bad Habits. You know, like you literally are not going to get away from this man. Um, yeah, I got away from him. Until now. <laughs> yeah, f- it's oh. no. It's Alexis. I hit you with the no and. It's not how. <laughs> uh, this is how we build. This is how we bounce off each other. This is podcast repartee. <laughs> So like, like Fred again's whole deal, like, like, like I, I really like to, I really like to like describe him in shorthand as like a guy who is like been prophetized by like young people and like uh, writers who don't know any better as like like the like the new the new idea of what club culture is or and whatnot or like relating club culture to like kids and like this new way from like you know coming out of the pandemic and stuff but like it all comes with the knowledge of like him as a man who DJs only his own music he's not like it's so alien it's so fucking alien he's not out here telling us about all the shit he's into he wants you to he want he's playing his own tracks for you and you will get excited for them uh he wants he wants to play out like he wants to play out uh, Maria Villas dancing to a crowd of like 10,000 people and have everyone feel sad and cry. Be like, oh, wow, I do miss dancing. Oh, you're so right. Oh, gosh. Oh, well, you're so, that's so true. Mm. I mean, which is like so like antithesis to idea of like just getting a bunch of dudes into a club and just like hearing some music. Or even, or even the the notion of a scene, like you play each yeah, other's there's music. No, he's he's part of no scene whatsoever. He exists purely within like, on his own terms because he can, because he has he, the money he, to. He appears within the apparatus of a record industry, and like that makes him make sense to the world. Ugh. And hey, we still get fucking Rumble. Rumble's a good track. Rumble is a that. good track, and it's still like. This is the thing. Started with leaving. We've ended up at Rumble. We still fucking feel ambivalent about like these like crossover reapproaches to dubstep. It's so strange. Uh, um, good. Yeah, we got into it. Uh, there are a couple of tracks that I'm like interested in feelings about. Um, yeah, the the race ram, the, the well, the Sway Lee feature. Like, I know the original. And kind of maybe even like it a little more, but like, it's very funny to me that like I can I can beat Marcy over the head with like I think Black Beatles was actually like a moment in the culture, like oh, something absolutely. changed. Yeah, um, and that like every time we get the guitar like sing rap like fully out in force and see someone like Swayley or one of uh, someone from Race Ram like out, I feel like a wave of pride of recognizing that, but also like. This is actually Skrillex's comfort zone. Like, 100%. Like, he could just make, like, the the best, like, rap screamo you've ever heard forever. And we would be so much better than if he was, like, self-conscious about genre ever again. I, I still always challenge you on this fucking Black Beatles thing. I, I, I think it day. came, like, a year and a half before the entire, like, wave of SoundCloud rap, like, blew up with the same sound. I think... I just, yeah, like, you're right. I just don't think it's because of Black Beatles. I think it's so much other shit. 
I know it that, is that, because of so much other shit, but I think it's a marker and you can like see where it like of all both all the soundcloud, SoundCloud stuff, all the you know, everyone like heading to guitar samples, heading towards emo. Yeah. If if there's any if there's any place for it, it is getting the kids another part in the kids of of thinking themselves as rappers but more as rock stars yeah yeah yeah. like it, yeah. it's as much a psychological marker as it is like a sound marker because like hey black beatles is a track isn't a guitar track it's just decided that like okay we can head in a direction um melodically emotionally and like just fully start exploring it but yeah all of this is to say is that, like we we discounted Skrillex as Screamo frontman. Like, we just forgot that for a long time. Oh, I and didn't I think forget. It, no, I, uh, we didn't forget. Fucking, he put Warp Tour 5 on here. Um, but, like, I think it contours the music, well, contoured at least, the old stuff, much more than we realized in terms of, you know, vibe and aesthetics and balance in particular. And then, like, it's just nice to see it unashamedly come back up with at least the original Two Bizarre, I think, like, to some degree on this version. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, about like too bizarre. So like that was a track, that was a single that came yeah. out, and which I like. Um, I don't really like it that much. Yeah, right. it was not it was not well received, I would say. Yeah. Uh, it did not really take off in the way that one might think. Uh, getting a big slowly feature. Um, but the but the, yeah but the the remix are uh, I should say um in parentheses uh juked the juked yeah mm, about version that. on here. Uh, much different. A uh, much different angle on it. Um, you got uh co-production from Posted John here, who uh you know. Pretty storied like, Neurostepman in like drum in like, drum bass terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, although lately he's been like his on his like, own like different excursions on like music stuff. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, but like here he's like. This is this is not Duke. To be clear, this is one sixty yeah, BPM drum and bass. This, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. 160 club music but it's not juke juke is juke has it's all it's all it's all own history to it and it's not this it's it is, i think it's, it's a fun is. track mm. i remember being in a, i remember being uh in a club while i was in the uk <laughs> and i gj through this song i was like oh huh huh i'm expecting that uh cool it's a, it's a, a, a it's a fun track <sighs> Any other tracks we want to hit? Oh, I've got one I want to hit. Xena? I have like very yeah. strange feelings about Xena. Um Boo, do you wanna do you wanna like jump in on this one? No, it's uh It's I, I was like I the the intro to Xena, I was like This is I it's I forgot I was listening to a Skrillex album when yeah. I was listening. I was like, this is a strange turn for specifically him to be making. Okay, it's actually okay. It's actually much different for me, because as mm. someone who is, you know, over the past couple of years, you know, like actively followed Skrillex and what he's doing, he this track's been has been like in the works for like years. Yeah, wow. I've heard, the, I've heard the, this, the drop of this has been in sets for forever. It's it's been sets for like maybe like five years. Wow. So th- this is kind of where I feel icky about it because the drop is a dabuka. It's a you know Arabic drum. And like two things come to mind. One is functionally this is serving the same role as like drumline does often in like Jazzy Club or whatever. Like this kind of like 
samples of like rolling roll rolling snares and like really resonant high tune snares that you can like smash reverb tails through compressors and like get that like blooming reverb that without like exploding reverb out the only thing connecting it is i don't know maybe he found the fucking sample on splice that he wanted to use and like oh hey let me find out about the origin of this drum and like that builds the story of the track out and okay fine it's just a palestinian vocalist like a really pretty fucking good one and like i i feel like no coherence between style and intention between the first part and the second part of the track like whatsoever oh i and can tell you that adding her on the song was like a recent thing yeah it was yeah, not yeah. there so it, i mean it just feels so clearly stitched in a way that makes me like I can see how you try to construct narrative coherence. You have not constructed musical coherence. And in the one case where you're like grabbing something from outside of your culture, this feels like very, very strange and slightly icky. Like that's what I, I got left with the senior. Cause like yeah. fucking every time he just goes in straight with the drop and puts that in a set, which he again, cause I re-listened to the Coachella stuff and the, is it the lot radio set? Like, yeah, it's an incredible drop. And no questions about that. It's also just like, narrativizing it in this particular way is like possibly the worst possible choice <laughs> like great put palestinian vocalists on your album like all power to you but like yeah on this fucking mm. like festival banger track here like yeah, yeah yeah it's very weird and i mean it's just an encouragement for an orientalist like reception of it like whether or not he he understands the narrative and the connection to the actual music like all the the actual like instrumentation it just encourages an audience take up that like i'm i'm not i'm not cool with not massively cool with um but yeah uh the only other mean thing i have to say is the porter track is shit and he wrote language literally a decade ago dang <laughs> for, for 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 i'm sorry like, babe, i'm sorry for okay like as someone who knows both these boys here mm, mm. and for 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 uh a track like this to be like just like a super feel good like yeah i'm fucking i'm with my crew here I, you know my day one's fucking it's because the Porter fucking first releases on Ozla, like, it really is. We we, are, we fucking remember Spitfire EP. Yeah. I sure do, yeah. I sure fucking do. I still think it's some of his best stuff. I remember the Jesse Pinkman sample. <sighs> but yeah, like, for like a for a, for a big thing, big, like, collab, like, officially, because they had not, like, collabed like this before. Mm, yeah. And having to come out here at the end of the record and have it feel so undercooked... Like the group, like the group, like it's supposed to be like a garagey kind of groove, and you like don't really feel it because it doesn't. The, the the groove and the the songwriting just do not at any point meet. Like no, Porter wants this to be language, and Skrillex wants this to be the fucking butterflies redux. Like they they're not talking to each other. It's it's so strange. And like, hey, fucking, if Skrillex wants to put in the big super soy, like, you know, EDM festival cut, I don't fucking begrudge him that. But like, clearly he came in with a sense that like, no, I'm going to constrain the musical styles and constrain the, um, like the tone of the thing in, in a way that makes me, you know, make this play like a listening album and a, and a dance music forward album, as opposed to like a festival and like, stage album. And yeah, it's, it, it you you didn't you didn't figure it out on this one, sadly. It's really strange. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. You think it, they think they would have cooked something up better? Yeah. 
I, you know. This album's got a bunch of misses for me, but like the hits are still like, it's Skrillex doing really excellent Skrillex things, sometimes with other people I like's really distinctive elements. And like, that's just a good formula. That's still just a really good formula. Like, literally. Tears, Rumble, Butterflies. That's three really excellent tracks back to back to back. Like, I, I think it's Supersonic. Supersonic. Oh, I mean, end of the of second part of the album. Like, yeah, no, I fucking love that track. Like, it's good. Yeah. It's really good. It's just packaged in such a way that, like, I can't help but reflect on Skrillex as an artist in this, like, still really ambivalent way. And I know we, we both have, like, very different sentiment about him as an artist, but, like... No, yeah. I, I've like, tried so many going, times going. in so many different contexts, like... His hit rate with pop music has gotten so much better over time. Like there was a time where he just, I wasn't enjoying listening to him make pop music and he got so much better, so much more like slick, so much more like solid with the songwriting. And he's brought that into the dance music. And I feel that like there are very few songwriting duds on this album. Um, the duds are where the feeling, the emotional connection is like compromised by his baggage and his attachments to stuff like him wanting to make dance music well uk dance music too shiny and splashy or like wanting to narrative narrativize artists in ways that really don't fucking suit them um yeah complex interesting yeah really really For, interesting to, like to speak like how i've come to a record like this and just like just like general because like mm. like as i said in, like, in the intro like i'm someone who like became a fan of him and like has followed him yeah. throughout the years but like in a in a in a way where <coughs> i was listening to some like some my 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 chunks of edm quote unquote edm uh like the stuff that i picked out and enjoyed uh yeah. and that included like scrolls cuts and but like um uh, i was also listening to like other like like cool shit around that time as well like like the, all the pc music stuff happening um, me, me coming up on footwork, drum, bass, all that kind of stuff, and oh, and like over the years, like, there was like a point where like the 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 thing I was seeking out more was less and less like like the EDM circuit kind of stuff, because like that's just not like at a point I felt like at most disconnected with that, and uh. I just, I just like kind of moved on to other things. Um, I, there's there's still bits and pieces of EDM I still check on here and there, and Skrillex is one of those. Yeah. But there's like other guys I still check on because, uh, I still put out cool stuff. Well, like by and large, I'm like my sh focus on the electronic music has shifted uh, largely towards like more like you know clubs like stuff you throw in the clubs, you know, things you throw into a mix and keep a groove going and that kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. like like I, I you know like I still like me I still like me the drops you know like, no you can't really get mad at that no I <laughs> they're mean, still fun but like I also got raised on drum and bass and drum and bass is also a genre that like in different eras obviously it's changed but like as a genre built around this drops yeah yeah but like mu music to help you like, keep moving you want to be moving yeah. yeah 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 and also like some like raging too and stuff but like. You know, I've I've gained an appreciation for certain stuff, and like me, like who is much more dived in, like to like more like like older UK dub stuff, stuff more garage stuff, more drum based stuff, more jungle. Like coming into a record like this now, 
it's with that it's with all this like past like uh history of me coming into this and like okay how do i feel about this now mm. and i still think i do like most of this but like in a different way where like i you know i feel like i can more appreciate this for what it is and also be like real about it because Like, I, I, like, Skrillex is a very talented man, but he's not, like, the guy for me. Like, yeah. he is for, like, no, many I, others. No, I don't think he, I don't think he's, I don't think he's, uh, anybody in here's, like, boy specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I do, I do, like, get a sense of, like, like, very, like, I do get a sense of earnestness from him to, like, want to do cool shit, and I think I do feel that on this. Yeah. Um, that is something I do not get out of, like, most any other... Um, uh, big EDM people, which is why I don't care about them or mm. to talk. Don't you know? Don't think about them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just a th- just like, a th- sorry, go for it, go for it. Yeah, it's like I'm like I'm hearing this stuff, and I'm also hearing like uh, like any new DJ Twitch should drop. You know, like yeah. I'm 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 on to I'm on to shit, but I'm also like I know, I know stuff I came up on, and there's still bits in here I still uh fuck with. There, uh, and I can be normal you, about it. You know, you're uh still here. The ones you came with. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, mostly. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is it time for a good old cover watch? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, go I, for I, it. I did want to throw in just like one oh. funny sidebar before we do cover watch, which is that like, um, th- two three weeks ago, Berghain hosted Pan. Yeah. With a lineup including such names as Mesh, Amnesia Scanner, Arca, Susing, Juliana Huxtable. Eve Chima, Object, DOS, Label Boss Bill Kuligas, and Skrillex. Peak time, 2.30 a.m. in Berghain. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. I'm sorry, that's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I love <laughs> Pan as a label. I love Pan as a label. They put out some of my very favorite albums of all time. And I appreciate that they can push the boundary in every possible way they want. I do not understand what Skrillex can give you that not only your own artists on your own label like your own little community and associated artists but also like an entire undercurrent of people who have like grown up alongside all of this stuff and started synthesizing literally like the berlin techno sound or indeed a myriad of other european dance styles with edm and done it like really in particular and like fucking dos is there for a reason like this is this is the example like the synthesis of edm into dance music is not a, like a terrifying prospect you can do it i also don't know what skrillex can offer you for club culture that people were like again in the scenes like building the vocabulary of this themselves can't, well, like i can't give you in space more skrillex yeah. is such a he's such a weird guy he, like he's exists Fucking in such good. a weird place where like he's collabing with like uh fucking like uh why am i blanking on names right now uh, like Sway Lee and like yeah, Alejandro and, yeah, yeah. and like it, Rick Ross and also like doing like sets with like Blow On. Alexis, <laughs> Alexis, can I can I ask you a, can I ask you kind of a leading question? Absolutely. Uh, when was the last time you went to a DJ set that did not have like a pop acapella or edit thrown over it from any genre? Oh my word! Huh? Like. This is the time for Skrillex to be at Burgain, is what I'm saying. Because yeah, like on a a basic level, like this, we have opened up the space for like self-referential, like cheeky ass, 
pop forward techno mm-hmm. to be a thing. It already is. Some of my favorite and- acts ever, like, have done exactly this for forever. Like, fucking, um, I mean, Aya it comes immediately to mind for, like, pop edit, like, gloriousness mm-hmm. in, like, breaksy and really aggressive dance music. I'm fucking... Jackie's like the favorite release of the year for dance release for the year for Jackie and I'm fucking blanking on her name and I can fucking see her face and I know what her, her output looks like and I'm just like whatever I, it will come to me sorry um but like no you're entirely right the era of the mashup the, the, the edit the the like genre flip and the like retrieval of corn cheese like unabashed pop into dance music it's it's here it has been here for a while like we we, we can do this yes yep um and that's why that's yeah. uh that's that's pretty much it um it's uh it's people that go to burgain now listen to skrillex it's a good option to get skrillex in there yeah and it's they're, they're it's they're not playing the new order drum line over songs down there anymore they, they got other. They're they're on some other shit now. Yeah. You, you like, know like, when I sorry, I'm sorry. You heard my bad um bad apple blue Monday mashup. Yeah, it's that shit is so. Wait, cool. did this happen? Wait a second. I it's a it's a while ago. Also, I discovered well, more than anything that there aren't acapellas for Blue Monday. Sorry, there are acapellas for Blue Monday. There aren't acapellas for um bad apple, bad but apple. I can AI them, and I should have done I don't that. Believe I believe you. Didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I've never found a, hey okay is Mar- Marcy if we want to go to like somebody with like 45,000 YouTube subscribers and get like an acapella of Bad Apple we'll do that okay yeah. for right now we're gonna go move over to it's we got Come we on. gotta go to this we gotta go to the Splitter store really quick oh yeah, and, uh, get some shit handled oh no um so cover watch um uh this is I think this is an awesome fucking album cover it's it, it's it, it it carries board on lord. its shoulders. Sorry. I remember a, the DJ. It's board lord. <laughs> awesome. Um, Moving on. It's uh, it's quest for fire carries a uh, with it a lineage of bass records that have album covers that have absolutely fucking nothing to do with the actual <laughs> sonics of the record. Yeah. Um. It's it was drawn by uh, Alfred Francis Petroni. Um. You've probably seen some other stuff of his stuff around. He's done stuff for Giant Claw. Um, he's uh, like he's he's got a bunch of like cool virtual fashion stuff. That's like people dressed up as like Silent Hill and like Demon Souls like cosplay shit. Um, really, really gas. Like this shit is fucking awesome. Um, and that hideous drop shadowed uh, Skrillex logo is uh, is done by your boy uh, Paul Nicholson. Uh, who uh, drew the Aphex Twin logo, the Laughing Man logo from Standalone Complex, <laughs> among other things. <laughs> oh man! Uh, if you, if you, oh, go on. Sorry. No, and thing. it's it's just a, like it's you can look at it's just got the most hideous like Photoshop drop shadow on it. It's yeah. the most beautiful. This is a beautiful image to me. Um, <laughs> like it's it's so it's so cool, and the record is so like mildly conventional electronic it's perfect this is the perfect <laughs> bass album cover it's so yeah. cool if you want to if, if you want to if you want to get summation of skrillex um he had like the like the three line logo that he's always used for many many years and at some point it's like wait hold on i'm gonna hit up oh wait hold on that, that guy who did like the fx one logo i can just hit him up 
Yeah, I guess I can hit them up. Yeah, so like, okay, I got a cool new logo now. Fucking cool, and just like, and it's I got it's I love the old Skrillex logo. It's not good. I it's the new Skrillex logo is also not good in a different direction. I'm sorry. I think Paul might be kind of washed. Where's a where's the new where's our text chat here? Doink. Like it's cool, but. You know, it's I yeah. think I, it's, uh, Skrillex comes from a long line of men in electronic music that uh, look at something and go, dude, make that, but make it with me. Like, make that, but make it more. Yeah. Make you see mine. this in being like, hey, guys, I'm 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 I'm, I'm reformed. I got I got a new thing going. And yeah. It's I, I got a new suit. New I'm me. already kind of same as the old me. Y'all hear a. Uh, fuck it. <laughs> Y'all hear Banga? You ever heard of him? <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty cool. Here we fucking go. Starts playing a Mr. Oizo song. Um, yeah, it's no, it's Coverwatch. It's go check out. Uh, go check out uh, Alfred's other stuff. It's fucking sick. It's. It's. I keep looking at this album cover, just smiling politely. Like, what a wonderful world we live in. <laughs> Things are so funny. Oh, man. Uh, are we ready for uh, record number dose? I think we are. Be -dee -dee. Um, all right. Oh. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Yeah, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's a uh, uh, boo. What record did you bring? <laughs>
Are you like doing all right? <laughs> How you doing, Phil? Are you all right? I am. I am. I am euphoric in this moment, ladies. Um, I. So it's a jury, listening jury of hot singles. If you uh, are not that keyed into, even if, if if you have like been living under a rock that blocks Buchanan's specific frequencies for the better part of maybe like three or four years, you may or may not know that uh, recording artist Evie in Christ is my favorite artist ever. Um, the here's the the NPR version of his origin story is that uh, it's he was training to be a primary school teacher in his little uh, foundry town of Ellesmere Port. And over one Christmas break, its brother or his cousin uh, gives him a cracked copy of Cubase. Um, and uh, Evian starts making, uh, like, <laughs> uh, grouper edits with, like, 909 drums and taiga acapellas. Oh, perfect. And oh, my God. I can hear them in my brain already. Uh, uploads them anonymously under the name Evian Christ. And because this is 2011 and people are so, so, so eager to jump onto the new wave of how to release music, it's, and because this shit fucking cranks, uh, Alexis, while I'm talking, it's just put on fuck it, none of y'all don't rap off Kings and Them. Uh, Evian Christ's first EP release with the illustrious Triangle Records. Triangles. I, I I was literally just like flicking through about the early tri through the uh, early triangle EPs. Like for me, my hopping on point was Waterfall, and that mm -hmm. EP just knocks. Like yes. So yeah. uh, it's Kings and them releases, and uh, Evian gets a phone call from uh, Kanye West's camp and is like, "Be on the next flight to Paris. It's at 7 a.m. We'll figure it out." Um, while on the plane. Uh, it's Evian gets an acapella for what would later become I'm In It uh, off Yeezus. And he makes like this eight minute version with like a crazy Mike Dean guitar solo. And then Rick Rubin's like, nope, we got to bring this down. We got to pare this all the way down. Uh, and Evian's like, fuck. But it's, you know, the song comes out. Uh, the story of Evian Christ is the school teacher turned Kanye camp producer. Uh, it's ingratiates itself then evian releases an ep uh waterfall uh with i think that's also still with triangle right yeah that's... waterfalls on triangle oh i didn't uh, hold on. i did not realize triangle put on that crimson kino rainforest ep i didn't know yeah, that. yeah yeah, yeah. No, that, this oh, was um, this triangle was the place for like the real cutting edge of like music mutating under the 909 cowbell yeah That's, exactly it is, it is the crossover point for dance music and hip-hop for that era and yeah. it was yeah like really really important like i, I could you can just look at the names on the on the, the label like i've already mentioned aya but like yeah evian christ forest swords i think is a really big one but yeah, like Hats and Cloak, yeah, like they're all these names, mm -hmm. how to dress well, like all these names that like pushed in and towards trap and hip hop immediately afterwards, but just like mm -hmm. were cutting their teeth and building the sound out on Triangle. It's really, really important, really good label. Now defunct, sadly, but yeah, like 10 yeah. year incredible run. So it's, we have Evian, uh, Release Party, Travis Scott, Sophie, Missing No, Andy Stott, to name a few, Jesus, playing this what, release what a party. Fucking lineup, yeah. What a cr ridiculous. Sophie um, and Andy Stott in the same lineup, Jesus, yeah. It's uh, signed to good music, got the 365 deal. 
And that's where the NPR version of the story ends. It's the grassroots proof that anybody can make it in this music climate. Sure to have an illustrious career producing records and releasing his own. And it's Evian starts playing some more shows and he decides to uh, play out some new material while he's polishing it up. And then he's polishing and then he's polishing and then he's polishing and then he's polishing and it's impossible to talk about Evian without talking about the live shows that he was putting on from 2014 ongoing, specifically yeah. Trance Party, some of the most demented club nights in electronic music history. I I, I have now been. We have somebody. Two. We have we have somebody on the podcast who dis, who has gone to two Trance Parties and d- elected to opt out of going to another one that's not true when he was playing in bristol he was not he was playing a solo set oh yeah in you're bristol right, you're not right, as right. a trans party it was not you're right, you're right, you're right. I, but it okay, wasn't every crisis one... i could have gone to and decided not to because it was exhausting, okay, okay, so. okay, okay. There, there was okay but like there was the one trans party where i was in the uk that, that and it was like oh <laughs> this is the same night as this other thing that we already had planned to go to, but well, we, we did the other thing to, instead. We, we probably should have gone to trans. We probably should have gone to the <sighs> trans party. <sighs> okay, I'm normal. I'm cool. I. That was also the night where I was getting progressively much more ill, so maybe yes. it wouldn't have gone well. But who knows? Yes, actually, yeah, you would have probably like died. Evian, <laughs> Josh, we've DM'd each other before. If you are listening to this, please, please, please. I know people in Vancouver who can book you for a Vancouver trance party. I don't even want to play. I just want to be there. Please, Josh. Please hit <laughs> my line. We'll figure this out. Do you want to do like one of the one of the Rudnick logos though? Like, do you? Is there a Canadian telecom company that you can spin the logo <laughs> into? It's, yeah, it's. I'll make the Telus logo say like trance or like yeah, Telas perfect. or something. Perfect. perfect. Um, yeah. No. Uh, so. The trance party events are basically where it's if you're floating around like year zero zero one or other associate like warp adjacent acts, you're you got to fucking you got to deal with trance party. You could play whatever the fuck you want up there. Um, it's a total fucking hoot. The most demented tour design of anything, courtesy of your boyfriend's favorite graphic designer, David Rudnick. Um, that's gonna become a, a, a show consistent every time we mention him now. It's I it's I I read it in a profile of Evian Christ once, and I thought it was the funniest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> it's it's boyfriends love David Rudnick. Yeah, that's um, true. so true. But uh, so it's the trance parties are going on, and in 2015, uh, I, Evian signs to Warp. As well as good music. He's still on good music, but he's also signed to Warp. Uh, and uh, with collaborating with David, Warp Arts, and the ICA, the London ICA, he produces maybe the most uh, ridiculous art project of all time. Uh, Trance War uh, Collected Archives Ongoing. And this, this sounds like a lot of preamble for this record, but uh, it's... Uh, Trance War, I think, is perhaps the strongest, like theistic statement for Revenchist that I think we can have. Um, Positing like 1994 to 2000 as like the, it's very like James Cameron, like end of history kind of shenanigans uh, talking about like, you know, uh, like price of housing going up, uh, Greece's national debt arising. Um, 
all in the veneer of something called the Trance War. And we have no idea what happened to the Trance War, except for the fact that 30,000 dogs died during it. And what will ha- what happened next will astound you. Um, it's you w- wireless headphones uh, playing Gatecrasher uh, releases, playing Cream Future Trance, uh, looking at uh, collected articles from NME talking about gentrification. Uh, it's Tiesto's... Uh, I think it's like Parade for the Athletes, the song he made for the uh, the Greece yeah. national, uh, the album he made for the uh, the Greece Olympics uh, in whenever the fuck. Um, and four, four. That sounds right. And to conclude it all, a set from Evian featuring live vocals from a little choir boy named Daniel Blaze. Um, of particular note, uh, singing to uh, the Delirium featuring Sarah McLaughlin's on uh, Silence. Uh, you know, the heaven holds And this is the one, is this the one that gets retooled wonder. in Silence in the album, right? So, uh-huh. it's uh-huh. for 10 years, Evian has not released. Evian's done some background stuff for Warp. I think he did like a Kilala song. He, he did Pneumonia off Atrocity Exhibition, the Danny Brown song. That shit is gas. Such a good show. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Made when I found out that was dumb, I was like, holy 30 shit. Minutes. Holy um, shit, that was dumb? Yep. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's, I know. I was like, what the fuck? Because I love that song, and then I found out he did. I was like, I, it's it's an Evian classic. We know this. Um, doing, like, small ta- time remixes for... Uh, it's lots of uh, lots of Drain Gang stuff. Uh, his, uh, his God remix for Blade is still so gas. Um... And <laughs> 10 years of just, like, not doing shit uh, in the, like, releasing a collected body of work for public listening, he announces Revenchist. Uh, consisting, I think, I don't think there's any technically new material on here. There's unreleased stuff, but a lot of this stuff we've heard beforehand. On Embers has been worked on as early as 2014. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And this and it's I I feel like I've buried the lead a little here. This is my favorite album of all time now. Ah! This is my new favorite album ever made. Uh Let's this go. shit is fire, dude. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh my god. Dude, can you Run it now, folks. Run it now. Get ready. Shit. May, may I do the honors? Yes. Hello, listeners. This is Alexis doing a radio voice. You are now going to hear Buchanan make undescribable noises for about 40 seconds. Please enjoy. <clears throat> uh, so it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's silence. It's Kyrgyz, it's Kyrgyz, it's a tennis player. It's like, I'm the strongest. Oh my god. And then fucking, and then with the, the really song with me. I don't care if I don't care if you guys have tepid or layered responses to it. I'm listening to an Evian Christ album. Oh, so oh yes, I mean, dude. Okay. I mean, fucking who cares whether it's best album of all time? I fucking love it too. I love it yeah! so much. Marcy, I, how you feeling? Oh my god. Yeah. 
Uh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> okay, Alexis. Uh, Alexis, sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt. I just wanted to get the shit square. All right. All right, what's up, what's up, what's up? God. So I was there for the trance party where he basically played the album in full. Oh, um, I sent you the pictures of what it was like in the pit. So it's, yes. I, I, I will do the, the spiel for the, the friends who I haven't talked about this with. Alternet is a <laughs> media experience slash uh, entertainment complex in central London built during the crossrail construction works around Tottenham Court, uh, Tottenham Court Road. Um, basically reconstructing the square around the basically the most trafficked bit of Soho in central London and adding um, like several massive like multimedia like room outdoor room screen areas semi time squarey but rather than that it's more like go inside it and have virtual experiences in like an all-encompassing visual space um it also includes like public events and cultural experiences and a club called Here at Outernet, um, which is the most New York club London has ever had, probably. Um, it is cavernously big. It is shiny as shit. It has beautiful but unusably few bathrooms. Um, the most expensive bar I've ever been to outside of like a ripoff place. Like the first venue that actual people are supposed to go to that I have felt like uncomfortable buying any drinks at. Um, and a layout basically like, it's not quite EDM levels, but it's like very much a stage. It is a stage for a DJ to go on. Sometimes a, you know, a band or a pop act. It is a large open area with like mid-level acoustics because it's so high and boomy and there's a lot of overhang. And the reason there's overhang is that there is a huge balcony area for VIPs. This format is like alien. This format is like not <laughs> what any London club has ever been about because all London clubs are basically disused industrial space. And this is so explicitly a purpose-built like socially segregated performer oriented club space in the model of what would be like swanky New York music venue. Like this is so odd. Also the decor is like terrible in gold and chintzy and like they also haven't like soft varnished it enough to like actually make it look like the bar is an appealing place to go get alcohol. But like that's beside the point. Um, they also have incredible programming. Um, the three acts that I've seen at, here at Altonet Kalella, when she was debuting the European leg of her Raven tour. Mm. Um, the probably final PC music show. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and the trans party debut of Revengist. All of which, like, use the space in really spectacular and interesting ways, whether for AV or whatever. The thing that Evian Christ did was park himself at the very front of the stage and block off the back with a, a like a complete like venue spanning array of reflectors like perspex curved like semi-transparent sheets that would send light bounce at it from the from the rig at the front straight back into the crowd and they turned the smoke machines up and they shot massive fucking lights straight at the reflectors and blinded us for an hour and a half 
Um, uh, it is one of the most visually intense shows I've ever been at. Like, genuinely one of the most, like, visually astounding. Not quite incoherent, because, like, it changed over time to develop, like, focus towards the artist as it was no longer just trying to, like, literally incinerate your retinas. But, like, on Ember's played, and you just had, like, absolute furious light and sound in a way that I basically don't think I've experienced before. It was fucking transcendent. And I sent you the video and I was like, you saw the outside of this from the, like, you know, everyone, all the, all the like, production people, the, the David Rugnitz of the world, like, putting this on their feeds. And I was just standing in the middle of that, like, capturing, like, 30 seconds of it on video. <laughs> and then the other five, five minutes of it, just, like, physically feeling overwhelmed in a way that I don't think it's I've ever felt in a music venue before. It's, like, genuinely it wild. It looked like you died in that footage. It's like you were going to heaven. It's when it's when the uh, when like the iPhone uh, like sound started getting muffled because you were just in like so much like freon fog. Yeah. Like it's I I was like oh I want to hear um, Seriously, again, Josh, in my line, we can we can get this sorted out. I know people. We can do this. Don't even yes. want to play. Um, I mean, it'd be so, cool again. Play and visual design, but also you would, don't even would need be that. cool. It's look, it's I things can be negotiated. The, things can be negotiated. Let me know. Let me know. Please let me know. <laughs> Please. Um, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, so that, that on its own would have made the show, and then they just, you know, it just they kept spun going. out. They spun out the whole rest of the album, and like, okay, it, it, very, very explicitly, like they started the set with on embers. Um, and they ended with Why Gooden and like the, the like it clearly had a shape like obviously you had a set you rearrange it compared to the album because like banger up top to like set the tone bearing with the end is like celebration of what's just happened mm -hmm. but like this whole stretch where it was I don't even know if it was in order or not. I didn't like it wasn't like paying attention relative to running with it I don't think I, I like had it fully internalized the flow of the album yet in a way that I have now but like the album just like lift itself out of that like punishingly present way that on embers hits you yes and just like floats in the level of i mean and I'm, you've you, you've got all the notes on this but just like the ambient section the intro the outro the interlude the bridge like it lives in the bowels and in the insides and in the emotional underbelly of, of trance yes never like wanting to deliver you drops never like forcing you to like have that cathartic, explosive, emotional moment, but just fucking carrying you up and up and up and up for a literal uh, full set, and then and then Blady comes out. And then Blady comes out. Free, 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 Sorry, it's first of all, I want to say it's we it's we specifically got three 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 era blade here where it's all he can fucking talk about is like swords and gnomes and like magical spells and like dreaming <laughs> uh, they, they turned him into the manic pixie uh euro dance they did uh, they turned star. him into the the, the trance white woman they, it's like <laughs> he was God bless him. this yeah <laughs> it's, it's awesome um it's i think we're we are oh god this album's so fucking good dude Boo, tell me how this album makes you feel like, just tell me how this album makes you feel. This music sounds the way I feel. Um, hey, uh, hey, I, ladies and gentlemen, if you and those are no, those who are no better, um, <laughs> I, I'm using the bootcamp online. 
Um, Thank you. Y- if you know Buchanan, you know Buchanan is a lady of. Oh no, but ba- oh okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so take you going. Um, if you know Buchanan, you know she is a lady of euphoric sensibilities, mm-hmm. like th- th- a lady who appreciates the ecstatic. Yes. Um, and I, sometimes I grew the up playing Kingdom. I grew up watching the Kingdom Hearts two secret endings, and that's that is sort of uh, informed my entire creative body of we work. We should just link your Metaphysica set. Just. There's a ton set. Um, yes. Like, this album just, like, excavated your heart. Oh, it's... It's... It, uh, it's... Okay. Here's here's my pitch for the uh, not club music inclined. They made an album that is specifically about imagining cool dudes with swords standing in the rain and thunder and shit. If you if you like th- look outside and sit, like on the bus and you see the sky and you're like, dude, this looks like a PlayStation Three game. Listen to this album. This is the perfect imagining dope swag shit going on record. And it's also an ambient trance record. Oh man, dude. Um, yes. Uh, it's I th- the the try the the track sequencing on this record is genius. Yeah. It's uh, it's you talked about uh, how it's it was retooled for um, the live show. Obviously, uh, needed to do show. something different. Yeah, it's we start off with like the explosive banger following up from Waterfalls. Uh, it's like it's saying it's like I, I know you've I know you've heard a lot of shit about what I'm making now. I, I will still like punch your fucking head off. And then we get the single. We get uh, Evian and Blade doing that shit. And then we get this insane three track run of this uh the the beach is we don't even get to like we it's like it's like 16 like bass notes before we hear like a voice and it's just it's you're just floating at like one mile an hour uh, and then the song fake ends like three minutes in. The fake like, endings are so important. On Embers also has fake endings to like. Yes. It's a five minute track of blasting over the head because what it needs to do is deconstruct itself so that it can show you why it's like the rest of the album. Yes. It needs to like reconstruct itself in the model of like the euphoric trance breakdown. Well, it's just, okay, fine. This is a breakdown that also happens to be the drop, but like. It needs the time to like spell out where the emotion is hiding, and the emotion yes. is hiding. Well, it turns out in literally every other minute of the whole rest of the album, because that's the time it wants to spend, you know, digging through arpeggios and the you know, ambient mm-hmm. pads and like reverb tails and just the, the the like the fucking space of it all. It needs to tell you that's what it's about and give you the time to like adjust, and then it shows it to you. Um, and it's, it's, and it's the, the, the drops after these pause breaks are so playful. Um, and it's the beach does something awesome where it's like right before that last, like huge, like surge of arps. It, it does like a single, like, like a single, like perk hit, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and on uh, Excurgos or Excurgios. Kyrgios, I don't know. I think it's Kyrgios is, is the name of an Australian tennis player. He's I he's named after the dickhead tennis player. Yeah, uh, ex Kyrgios oh, in that case. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's a he's a piece of work, but a fun piece of work. So, he yeah. is. It's uh, they got him on like a pundit uh, thing right now, which is like, it feels like a real like why not moment. <laughs> I just thought it was um, a funny word he made up. No, on no, uh, Marcy, all words are made up. But oh, you're right. Uh, oh my bad. You're right. You're right. But on on uh, Kyrgios, uh, it's. Like, if you turn it way up before that, like, 220 or, like, 216, it's, you can hear, like, a little, like, like, it's, it's, mm. it knows, mm. like, in an active listener sense, it knows that you're waiting for it. In a passive listener sense, it's, like, something sneaky is going on, and then it is time to explode. And fucking explode this shit does. Um, honestly, I was really, I was really taken with the uh, the two uh, be the uh, uh, bangers on here. Nobody else and with me. Um, Nobody else. Uh, uh, friends, Jakey, friend of the podcast, has said like this is me and standard Redux in a in a sense. Like this is a thing. It's it's a different style and different approach to it. But this is a thing that like. Ah, uh, wants to. <laughs> I don't know. The, the, the having the fucking drum code like techno rumble kicks is just like a fucking genius move, because yeah. it's repulsive. It is repulsive, and it's the first time since you know the, the the like really euphoric early moments that we have like anchoring percussion. But because it rumbles so fucking hard, this is a tension element. This is not a grounding element. This is a thing that's trying to carry you into the track with as much anxiety even or just like anticipation for the way it's going to build and build mm -hmm. and build and because it's so long and so like easy with the development that like yeah this is this is a genius piece of arrangement to find a way of making the grounded banger a thing that is going to be like a build track and um, specifically yeah. sorry i wanted to say specifically sequenced after the beach yeah 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 uh, where it's like it's this slow like it's the the, the it's you're on the you're on the let down you're like oh and then all of a sudden you're transported to 2005 and the gates open and all the orcs come riding out. It's fucking <laughs> sick. We're getting maggot at stereo, bros. Oh man. Fucking hell. It's nobody else and with me are, I think it's within the um, established scope of Evian's purview, which is like that 93 to 2001, like classic trance area. Like you got push binary finery um that early paul oakenfield stuff mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. they they're they're unique aberrations and uh, successful experiments as well i might add um no it's i i think if if we're talking about classic trance it always exists in uh um 
almost like warfare opposition to modern trance, which is where Tiesto went when he started making money, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he quote unquote turned his backs uh, on uh, on all the original uh, founders of this, chasing um, the big dollar. Yes, <laughs> chasing that big money, uh, chasing that Greece national debt money. Um, <laughs> and I think. Uh, it's because Evian, Evian's 35 years old, and which makes him the perfect, like, mixture of being able to bridge between trance old heads and Tiesto new heads, uh, for this shit. Which is why I think Evian and Skrillex being in the same episode here, I think they paint, uh, they're, 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 they're kind of two sides of the same coin, I think, where they're, where they're playing in established fields and remixing their sensibilities in the way that only they can. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, think so. Okay. I think so, yeah. Um, and I think with nobody else and uh, with me, I think there's there's a... It's it's definitely... It's, it's very confident, but there's also like a toe dipping in dealing with more of a modern trance palette. And I think, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's, I, it's very, very effective. I was really, I was really taken back by it. Um, yeah. <laughs> dude, this album is so fucking good, dude. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so glad we just picked a thing so you could pop off. Like, it's just I, glorious. It's, I, it's like, so I, I couldn't sleep last night because I was just so ah! excited that I just, it's not even that I get to say anything new or revelatory about this record, but just like I get to be in a space where I get to just like hold it close. To, I'm literally holding the CD like right now, like in my hands. Um, oh, it's so cool. And then uh, fucking uh, I feel like I haven't heard a lot of people talking about Run Boys Run, yeah. the ender, which interpolates uh, it's that one digital justice song. What is it? Uh, it's all gone pear-shaped. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Run Boys Run is a... I'm not sure if the title has, like, some other, like, quaternary, like, perma-smirk trance reference in it or whatever. But uh, the phrase Run Boys Run was all over the... Um, uh, the uh, the Trance War project back in 2015. Um, to, uh, to, I think maybe clue into like dogs during the trance war that ran away or seceded uh, or are like running on the front lines or whatever it's there it's there's 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 a lot of like very evocative uh, imagery of dogs as soldiers and soldiers as dogs in trance war um and it's it it's Oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. So it's Run Boys Run is almost like this. It's this almost like sorrowful uh, reflection of a do a dog running. <laughs> <laughs> it's I want, and I, I think I it's want him to survive. Run Boys Run. I want what happens next will amaze you. Uh, and it's I it's it's. I think it's it's one of the finer encapsulations of Evian's work where it's he loves trance music so much. He loves being he loves smirking, but he's never cruel or vindictive about it. It's no, not like no. um 
There's an immense they, amount of reverence in this record. Like an yes, immense amount of attention. Immense amount. There's it's I don't you don't get Oh my god, dude. <laughs> so cool. So cool. <laughs> so <sighs> you were talking about like where the like ambient trounce trounce trounce? Ambient trounce sound was like coming from and like what he's talked about is like what he thinks like really hits in this sound like mm -hmm. what is the era what is the moment what is the scene because like i i know trance as like the thing that had its afterlives on charts and shows in the uk in yeah, a very it's, you're speaking way. to the you're speaking to the channel four of it all yeah, yeah yeah like it arrived and made a mark and like left a mark but it also like never made itself digestible or like domestic in a way that like garage or drum and bass or dubstep did. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, like where the fuck was this and where did it come from and go? <laughs> it's well, it's I was playing some of it before we were recording. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. if you want, if you want the quickest, um, if you want the quickest, uh, like self immersion into sort of the world that Evian is thinking about here, it's with the Gatecrasher comps. Uh, are a are a fantastic start. Um, mm. It's uh, specifically Gatecrasher Digital, the third CD, the bonus chill out disc was what I was playing for you guys. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the the it's the the first two CDs on Gatecrasher Digital. All right, they're just they're it's it's digital trance. Like you got Paul Van Dyke, you got Push, uh, fucking you got that Gollum and Yanny song, you got Marco V. Um, but it's disc three is where you get that that see me here uh like almost like dub edit after like four like <laughs> after like four tracks all of them like eight minutes of just like it's to speak to that like prolonged release and then cry did you like my impression of every ambient album ever yes I was, it's, uh, that, that's, the, that's the guy from age of empires um but uh, it's where it's you have to wait like 20 minutes before you even hear any drums. And it's yeah. that that uh, hysteria of just like waiting for it, I think, is where Evian really pulls from. Like it's from resurrection to peace to love stimulation. And then the scopes remix of See Me Here. And then you it's uh, you go in the same way with uh, Vorab B. Genario, and then that Moby song, that creepy ass Moby song. It's if he took that shit off, that would have been the best. Uh, that that would have been the best great Gate Crasher CD. But he put that creepy ass Moby song on there. It sucks. But then you get to uh, Private Taste, and you're like, yes, that shit is awesome. And then you end with uh, Saltwater, one of the greatest ambient trance songs so, of she, all time. She can't fucking rule. Chicane, so go listen to Chicane. Oh my God, guys, go listen fucking to fucking put Chicane. Salt water by Chicane. I will do that. Actually, you don't need to go anywhere because I will put like 50 seconds of it right here, like right here. You're listening to it right now. I'm talking over Salt water by Chicane. It's awesome. I, the, the reason I'm doing um, this is so that I can justify putting more of the song in. Hell yeah. So you can hear, the, hear more of the song. Yep. It's a really good song.
That shit's awesome. It's Evian's palette is obviously much, much, much huger than the Gatecrasher comps. Like it's he'll uh, he'll pull from like during sets he'll pull from like Dario G or mm -hmm. even uh fuck it's he'll play like the what's the it's like the Champions Classic anthem like on football or whatever. What the fuck is that? He loves playing just shit from like the or like late nineties like in British television. It's really fucking funny. What do you think um, of the Paul Oakenfold song that? became like a football staple beautiful goal oh he's probably <laughs> played that um, um what a finish shout out to fifa core yeah literally fifa, it's so FIFA core yeah it is called beautiful gold it's by paul oakenfold i will put it in here as well um, oh what a finish <laughs> <laughs> um but uh Oh man, beautiful goal! Uh, uh, it's uh, oh, sorry. It's I did want to say as well. Uh, very specifically, uh, push strange world tranquilo's underwater kingdom mix. It's he, uh, it's he literally has a uh, he literally has an edit of this song specifically, uh, floating around on the internet. Mm -hmm. uh, Alexis, I can pass. I can pass both songs over to you. Absolutely, please uh, do. And you'll be able to hear them. It's he just crashes that shit with like arps. Um, yeah, Gatecrasher cops I think are a great first start, but understand that there's so much more to uh, hear in there. It's some of like those uh, more obscure Cream uh, Cream Studios uh, comps. Are fantastic as well. I'm not notice. I'm not recommending uh, release like it's collected releases from yeah. artists, and I'm just recommending the mix CDs because that is that's it's the format. It's the right format. It's it, it it is the it's the rave. It's the trance format. Um, so it's also it's a uh, after the show you can come ask me and I'll give you guys more recs if you're interested. And that that counts for everybody listening as well. I it's I dude I fucking dude. Ah, this shit is so good. Uh, also, go listen to Parade of the Athletes by Tiesto as well. Um, it's um, honestly, it, it, like, I think it's a great informant for where trance exists in the real world. And as Greece was like, um, there's there's this thing that um, Evian and Rudnick have talked about sometimes where it's like, Maybe the strongest mark of like a downturn in a in a given city is if the Olympics have been held there within like the last like ten years or so. Lamau. And it's yeah, Alexis. It's you do uh, you <laughs> float around London. Do you have anything to say about that? Um, I mean, genuinely, genuinely, we're about to fucking talk about burial. So if we want to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, it's we'll we'll we'll, we'll the keep that on for right now. I will say it explicitly: the cancelled features <laughs> of London as a city. Yeah, we got we got yeah. things to talk about. It's uh, shout out to the housing bubble in Vancouver. Ever since the Olympic Village, baby, let's freaking go. Um, so, I I feel like it's we've talked about the record. We've talked around the record. And now I want to do the cover watch. Oh, wait, okay, wait, oh, wait, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Marcy, sorry. You have you. Uh, I have not talked at all here. Yes, you have not talked. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You go in. You go in. You go in. Okay. So I did. So I did stay uh, up front. I do think this record is uh, quote pretty cool. Uh huh. Uh, I, I'm not as I I am sadly as not over the moon on it as like my co podcast cohorts are here, but I do like it. <laughs> 
I do think it's neat. Uh, just like track by track here. I like on embers as like an opening. A very cool, very swag. You know, smacks mm-hmm. you in the face. You gotta love mm-hmm. it. Uh, y- y- the tra- the track with Blade. Um, while I do enjoy, I I remember hearing it like as a single. Like it's very fun, but it also to me sounds like exactly the track I would have imagined these two would make. <laughs> and like, I'm cool with that, but it's not really much more for that for me. Uh. It's fun though. Uh the beach I remember hearing for the first time and uh I remember like hearing it and like feeling weird about it because it was I was having the sense of like I was expecting things to progress one way or another and it do- it does lean more ambient until it like it slams into those noises at the end there and then it kinda just ends. And it's neat sounding, but I was kind of underwhelmed by. It. I think the run from nobody else to with me, I think, is like the run for me. Mm-hmm. Where like mm-hmm. all all those all those tracks do like some kind of thing that like tickles my fancy. Yeah. Um. Uh. Nobody else, in, you know, when it like introduces that kick, it's like, oh yeah, we haven't had a kick kick drum this whole album yet. <laughs> this is neat. And like, just a nice kind of like you know dancey progression there to like i really feel out silence as like an ambient track very pretty very cool um a- a- anyone who knows me knows i'm going to go crazy over as Gyorgos. yeah it's i it's i didn't mention it it's the fake out being like a 16 bar of silence and then just like a motorcycle uh panning right to left that oh man Sorry, keep going, keep going, keep yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think with me, yeah, with that uh, was zero. So I'm like, you know, once those like breaks come in, it's like, oh yeah, okay, it's Marcy time. I'm here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, with me, I think it's a nice like seven minute like pre track, <laughs> and I don't, I I I run boys run kind of felt flat to me as like a, as a closer. Uh, like I don't know, it just felt. Yeah, there's, just, there's, there's just a gap in our listening habits. Like, I grew up on, like, fucking Boodoo Bar and, like, the Mirror's Edge soundtrack and grew into being a pretty avid ambient listener. And Trance's sound world has just, like, loomed in the background of, like, all European cultural production for 20 years. Like, this was so immediately understandable to me as, like, to some degree nostalgia but also like no like distinctly pleasurable like comfortable like loving caring wonderful places to be and just exist in that like i get to the beach and i'm just not like fucking blissed out and like this is a very similar feeling to why i love an album like barker's utilities so so much as well where like yeah there is that is a record which interpolates you know a whole bunch of German techno and dub techno in particular in a fundamentally beatless format and in so doing recalls a bunch of like prog house and trance like very unashamedly like very very much bring to mind the most like devotional and sentimental bits of dance music and like just just like really relishing being that sentimental um, <laughs> and like 
also just the form itself being so understandable because like yeah if i listen to a bunch of like chill out or balearic house or ambient stuff or new age like the 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 space it's working in is so immediately part of like a fabric that i associate with the potential for like very almost domestic kinds of euphoria i mm -hmm. i love it so much for that mm -hmm. specifically yeah and i think okay. it's just uh, an indication oh. of like yeah the different histories with the form and the genre i think yeah this goes into my thing here okay so you want to know what the thing i thought of when when i first listened to this record yeah because i think we have our own kind of our own touch like cultural touch points too like how we enter trance and stuff you know you know, okay you know what the, th the project i was thinking of after yeah. I heard this yeah um i was thinking of virtual self and really now, and i was wondering i was thinking wait why is that um and the thing that caught to me was like oh like the the ways in which i have grown up kind of relating to trance in a way has been through trance uh like translated into like ddr music yeah yes that makes sense yeah like that's how it existed for me and and i think that i realized with that is also that like it's it's never been like like just straight through just like trance music that would like come into those tracks it was like st it's stuff that like accented like the, the yeah. other genres they were playing with there whether it was yeah. like you know yeah like, and, and i think that hardcore speedcore yeah. like you know I think that necessarily means it's also past the like tiestification. It's past the like, like ch it, it becoming chunky, it losing a lot of the dynamics. Like the 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 trance that gets digested through DDR is like fundamentally different to what was happening in ninety four, ninety six. Like yeah, I want to give I want to give a shout out to uh, all our Bamani heads in chat as well. Yeah, yeah, by shout the way. out. Word up. Yeah, it's fucked, like, fucked up what Konami's doing. All right, sorry, keep going. <laughs> but like, so like. That, that that's how like it comes to me as like a kid growing up and like hearing these like cool noises be like oh this is neat but like along with that like it's actually different ways it's like i hear these noises and i'm also hearing like hardcore kicks with them mm -hmm. it's like these and i'm hearing like very spacey like drum breaks or like very slow plotting like like dancey beats you know for you to groove on on the on the, on the dr pad mm-hmm uh, uh, metaphorically, I didn't play much DDR, but I, I think, you know, you think about DDR and you're like, oh, yeah. No, I feel you, it. I feel you. Yeah. And, and also just like thinking about how, like the things that excites me, about, excites me about music. Um, any, anyone who knows me, uh, anyone has an idea about the kinds of things I gravitate to, um, uh, it's uh, two words. Uh, two words here. You might have heard them. Uh, you got you got drums here. You got drums. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, those are pretty cool. And you also got bass. And those what two things. What the fuck? Yeah. Any 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 combination of those two things. Um. Uh, pretty pretty high on my radar there, and it's never <laughs> been like. Like I don't know. Like like trans pads are all neat. Everyone loves a good trans pad, but it's never been like the thing. When I've gone to music as like the thing I like, I search out for, because I'm there. Because when I, it's always like accentuated in like other parts. Where like yeah, like a very like strong like beating like hardcore kick, mm -hmm. or just like just fucking so much other shit going on that like it's hard to like break it down. And this is what I did mm -hmm. again. Like 
virtual self, like those kind of very like trancy noises, like mm-hmm. but all packaged with like like speed core shit, like yeah, yeah. That, that's that's the that's the world I want to live in when yeah. it comes to like trans stuff. And, and I know cool. it's like it's, that's so cool. Like, a, a pool of cortisol has rested at the top of my head, but that's cool. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I yeah. I just hear this and I'm like. This does sound cool, but also there is, like, a whole world that lives in the negative space carved out around it, like, mm-hmm. and this is this goes both for, like, stuff that sets out as an ambient project, like, figuring out what, like, the hook of ambient music is, in some sense, but also in this, like, very distinct move towards de-drummifying existing genres and just, like, seeing what the rhythmic form is when you can't hang it on impact, when you can't hang it on percussion because like it's still there it's still like held together by like the the implication of the pulse which is you know written all the way through this album like this album is not trying to fuck around with rhythm it is just like hanging around the kicks that never come and that anticipation that build that like that force that you need to apply to reinsert this into like solidity Something about that is just magical to me. Like, it is the space yeah. that builds and interludes and, like I said, builds interlude bridges and breakdowns are, like, made out of. And it is, like, most primarily where I feel... It's not, like, most connected to the music in a body sense. Like, that's just not true. Like, I want the pumping kicks, too. Like, I do want my music to slam sometimes. But also, like, emotionally and in terms of connecting to the, like, like melodic and like overall structural like flow of the thing that is so special to me and i my ear is drinking it so hard that i've been basically making a version of that that like the thing the ear wants to grab in the interstices between when the kicks arrive but the kicks never arrive for like two years like this is the this is the space that i find the most compelling of any at all yeah, like I, again, like I think when it leans to stuff that is more dancey or stuff that is more straight, like ambient pieces, was is the parts where it connects more straight, uh, strongest to me. And it's it's also like, for my part, like when it comes to like, you know, thinking about trance music and trying to like, have it in its own kind of context outside of you know its origin point. Like, I think about things like, um, I mean, like obviously Rusty, who like, has. Yes. Done all sorts of kinds of shit with that kind of thing, and also um, uh, Lorenzo Senni, yes, who yeah. will take will take these like trans sounds and then like beat you over the head with it with a fucking bat. Be- I mean, like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Put it in a food processor first and then beat you with the scraps. Yeah, yeah. Oh, every time I hear like those fucking trans stabs, like just like hit me in the face. Like yeah, yeah, more, more, more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, but I yeah. Those are the things I think about. Like I um. But yeah, I yeah. But I think this record is cool. There's like tracks that we'll go back to here. But like, yeah, I I come into it with like a much different like kind of relationship with like all these sorts of things. Maybe oh like, yeah, other people. Honestly, and that's fine. What what I hope happens is that this spurs uh uh. Porter to make more virtual self, honestly. Like it's, yeah. if he's oh, yeah. fucking one also, up. Also, yeah. for for the record, because I do like that virtual self product. I do I do think it's his best release. Uh, uh, the dude could stand to learn how to make a song longer than like 
four or five minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know, learn how to like, it's like to do like song progression. That's not just like pulling all the sorts of backing tricks that he knows how to do. You know, I do think it's man. Get it's, a little weird with it. <laughs> now I'm thinking of uh, now what's that? What's that like? Like a forty-minute song off Nurture, uh, Wind Tempos. Yeah, and it's I. It's I would like a I think like a longer Porter song for sure. Um, Mark, if you're listening to this, my bad. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 like Porter's a guy Love who, you, like, couches so much of his, like, emotional impact into all these sorts of, like, na- like, na- narrative song tricks that he likes to do. Mm-hmm. And I hear them all the time. And while, while, like, a lot of them do work, you can, like, tell when he's, like, trying to do like that. Oh, I'm smacking you with emotion here. Yeah. Oh, and please I, react. Please I, react. I, I was gonna, <laughs> I think the, I think the difference is, I think in the background of bass music, Bass music and sound design stuff is all about revealing yourself uh, to have like tricks up your sleeve that nobody would expect. Because like you go to a SoundCloud comment section on a bass song from like 2015 where it's just like somebody's like literally just like punching their own song and all the comments are like, what the fuck? How did you do that? That shit's crazy. Where Evian, where Evian's sensibilities with classic trance are trying to pull like that whole room together into like. Um, like a, a a selfless idea. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I, it's yeah. virtual self. Virtual mm. self is about Porter making Bimani songs. Yeah, Revenge is self, about uh, the vir- virtual. Sorry, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. You good? You good? You good? You go. Virtual self and I like it's. I feel like it's a project where he tries to imagine his music beyond himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and some might argue worlds is, is also that, but. Uh, I would argue against that case. Mm-hmm. I would also <laughs> agree that, against that That record case. is so much him. It's like so much him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on now. But yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's there's my whole thing. You can, you can go into Coverwatch now. Boo. Hell yeah. No, please, that's, please that's, that's awesome. Uh, Dangle. Uh, so uh, once again, we uh, we tread the hallowed halls of your boy David Rudnick. Your boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, when he posted on Twitter, uh, taking uh, its full credit for the length of uh, Ethian's uh, uh, album being uh, secretly delayed or pushed back, saying that it took him seven years to learn how to draw a baby. <laughs> um, That's awesome. <laughs> it's. I obviously I think he's taking the piss, but he drew the craziest fucking baby I've ever seen here. It's like um it's the the cover art to uh just is uh this like galaxy unity baby. Oh well sorry, the digital one. We have we have some differences in the vinyl Ooh. and CD, Ooh. as is always the case with Ruddy. Um uh Revenchist vinyl. We're gonna start with Revenchist vinyl. Uh, uh-huh. I think is I think is the good first call here. It's uh it's what's incredible is also that the baby has like a uh like a shining like diamond heart. That's beautiful. We love uh, that for him. So it's uh here we are. We we start with a uh a very very um uh ridiculous uh like masthead here heaven holds uh named for the um 
the the Sarah McLaughlin Silence Lyrics. Oh, I didn't say this as well, by the way. Uh, it's the the hook to Silence starts at the exact midpoint of the album. Huh. You can do the, you could test this by uh, going to the Evian Christ stream on YouTube, going straight see. to where the bisecting yeah. line on uh, the cover art is, mm-hmm. clicking on that, and then you will get the Heaven holds a sense of wonder part. Um, Hell yeah! And so. Um, the thing about the Heaven Holds logo being here is that I know what this was originally supposed to be because I follow I follow Evian. This was originally supposed to be the progressive insurance logo because that is <laughs> that is that is yes. everywhere across like uh, Evian's later trance party stuff. Uh, <laughs> And it's, you look, Heaven Holds, it's same amount same of letters as Progressive. It's, it's the same italicization, same amount of letters. But Warp Records is obviously not going to play. <laughs> the progr- I haven't seen anybody else talking about this. Um, and I, I just think that's so important. So I just wanted to get to that first. Um, and, so uh, many we have- bits of rich detail. Oh, it's wow. we it's just the 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 perma inside joke madness um and it's i'm going to butcher this name uh lars hertevig uh is the mm-hmm. backdrop uh a a painter known for it's this was uh gamla Futreer or whatever from 1865 rudnick did not paint the background he he put like that little uh like streak of magic energy in the back but uh, otherwise, this is an untouched uh, crop from that painting. And yeah. uh, Lars is translated from Norwegian. It is old pine trees, to be clear. Old old pine trees. Thank you. It's, I was thinking of that, trying to find the English name for that. But it's um, Lars's work is often um, otherworldly. It, it it gives impressions of like another planet, even. Uh, despite just being uh, like paintings of scenery of background work, um, it is a it's a it's do I want to say it's a like it's it, it's like literally like romanticist work. Do I want to say that? I don't know. But it's it, it's certainly romantic, I think, mm. is what I'll say. It's it is a way of like looking at where you are and like imagining like seeing the beauty in it thrown forward because you see like seeing these beautiful like intensified and low, amplified so much more. Yeah. low clouds beautiful earthen tones um and i think that is that's that is perfect for an ambient trance record uh to like listen when you're out somewhere looking at an environment seeing what lars and by extension evian sees mm. Uh, and on our little uh, on our little uh, vinyl sticker here, we have a uh, we have like a baby refracted in light from uh, Chris da, 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 uh, Chris Bucklow's Jerusalem in the U, uh, USA yeah. in Jerusalem is uh, mashed up there. Uh, Chris Bucklow stuff, uh, of course, gets reappropriated for trance artwork of from that time all the time. It's um to be bisected and uh, like illuminated under heavenly light. Uh, and there's, there's, there's like, there has to be like two dozen uh, uh, works under this, 
this fucking this shit where it's just like exposure photographs of like crystallized women or like in intense emotional uh volumetrics mm-hmm. um uh, this one in particular is a is a really affecting one and oh it's God, just that's like gorgeous. yeah yeah seeing these Ooh. in like full like oh it's so fucking good dude uh, but and it's like you can see you can see how this is like genuinely affecting work, but it's also like it's this is you could see this on like a reupload of a trance classic on YouTube or something. Like it's it gets to the uh, like the light photography gets to the uh, sublimeness of the trance uh, breakdown and lift up, and I think that shit's awesome. I think it's. I think, and of course, it's uh, Rudnick's own typeface. Uh, Apollon, I think is what it is. It's stretched out to, like, maximum widescreen kerning. Uh, it's Evie, uh, the Evie, laying out Evie and Christ and Revanchist in front of it makes it so clear that Evie and Christ is an anagram of Revanchist. This is the product that is supposed to represent his singular uh, idea. Uh, as it as an artist missing one eye um, and that is it right oh it's but the eye is an evian because it's him uh, um and on the back it's it a, eye revanchist i oh. <laughs> come oh he should have called it i comma revanchist and then we'd have like uh we'd we get some i robot pictures in there yeah i mean again i think stylish as it is you know tisk tisk josh um and then the back, the back is just like the crazy uh, kerning uh, on everything. It looks like a word search. Um, and uh, of note also is it's uh, the the physical packaging informs us that this was also published by Good Music. So he's uh, he's still trapped yeah. in that fucking he's still trapped in that fucking three sixty five deal. We got a free Evian again, gang. Oh. Um. Yeah, it's uh, and it's uh, uh, Rudnick's font. Uh, I think it's Trans uh, Nue uh, N U N E U E. When when typefaces say Nue, it's I don't. I've never fucking. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about with that. Just because you need to visit Berlin. This is a this is a true fact. I don't need to do that. I don't. I don't give a fuck how they do it in Berlin. Um, <laughs> I don't give a. We don't give a. What? We don't give a. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was about yeah. to show like song. Uh, oh, oh, it's oh, I got, oh, think about the turtles weep now. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's oh, kind of it for Revanchist. Jesus, I went, I went for a fucking hour. Boo, I am so I could, glad I, you did. I am so. I could go for glad. so, so, so many hours more. I love this album so much. Uh, it's I'll, it's I'll just say, I'll just say it again. Uh, Josh, we've we've DM'd each other before. <laughs> um. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, yeah. actually, come over here. Do a show for me. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's go. I like to go. Yeah. Hey, you know, I missed out on that one chance. You know, and it kind of you know made, made the wrong choice, but it's, you know, it's coming. <laughs> you guys made the right choice. It's in the larger scope yeah. of what you needed to do. But no, seriously, Evie and Christ, favorite artist, strong debut, um, as ever. Excited for what's next. Uh, be Boys. it uh, Lucy's. Uh, Stuff on the trans party website or whatever the fuck. I'm so happy you got fed. Yep. All right. Is it time? Is it time? It's time. We're All going right. to burial, baby. Next up. 
burial by burial. album that comes in with some weight attached this is an album that comes in with a reputation right 
like that my intro is like way more sillier. Y'all have y'all have like some shits unfold. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was good. It was fucking great. I I don't have that. I don't have that like comedy bu like bullshit instinct. You're you're just better than me. I'm so silly. Um, I I don't want to jump straight in with a Mark Fisher because it's overplayed. But I'm also fascinated with how it plays out with this record. This album is so important. This album is so deeply important. And that sometimes means I forget how it sounds in a strange way. Mm -hmm. um, I think I would go back to Untrue more frequently. And we thought there was just gonna be more to excavate, more to dig out out of the self-titled debut. And I think that's right. Um, I think there's just more going on here. There's more mm -hmm. like ambivalence. There's like less solidity and coherence to the sound slightly. Uh, and to yeah. to appeal to the less, um, I, hmm. it's, I'm pretty sure everybody who listens to Hot Singles knows who Burial is, but it might not be to, the case. Um, should I to, should I do the the bio? You know, I it's I just I just want to give like a set of reorientation for uh, some of like our maybe more uh, uh, newer listeners to the wonderful world of not top forty music. Yes. Um, it's it's boring to talk about Demon Days, so we're going to be talking about Gorillaz is self-titled instead. Yeah. Yeah, basically. There we go. All right. <coughs> Pass it over. Who the fuck is Burial? Burial was, um, at the time, an anonymous producer releasing on the label Hyperdub. Um, Hyperdub run by Code9, one of the very influential uh, figures in London's like, dubstep and bass music scene. Um, dubstep as a genre was like, exploding and really mutating very fast at this point in time. Um, particularly, there's a scene at a couple of plastic people called Forward, um, FWD, at which, you know, a small crew of people, mostly from South London, started like developing and cohering together a sound, taking some of the darkness and like grit out of jungle and drum and bass and the rhythms and sensibilities of two-step and garage and fusing them together to make a very distinctly new, very distinctly London dance music style that like cohered in the mid early 2000s. Out of which came Burial. Burial was not necessarily a rave kid, um, was part of that like forward club scene, but was very m much making like sound that reflected the, the, the mood rather than like being an active part of like the, the like, club shit going on and that's a mythology that's kind of stuck around and meant that the sense the burial was ever connected to the club has been like totally ripped apart like burial is now just like this weirdo who like goes on long walks and thinks about london and like is, <laughs> is miserable and uh like makes rainy music with rain rain sounds in it um, there's, there's like five photos of the guy in existence yeah so if you go on his <laughs> like, like if you go on his spotify page you've got the terrible terrible selfie that came along with his it's like so awesome I love that so the, the, the 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 burial picture is <laughs> like it's it's the greatest picture ever made. Uh, <laughs> and we, now we know his name. His name is Will Bevan. And yeah, he's a South Londoner. Um, and there's a whole mythology built around, particularly the reception of this record as the artistic, the sort of expressive pinnacle of early dubstep. Um, like Untrue was the one that like hit commercial heights that were slightly higher and therefore got like more press coverage. But this was like, we've hit it. We found it. We found the way that dubstep is an expressive force that's uniquely British and uniquely novel. Um, and with that came a bunch of baggage and also in particular, 
a bunch of theorizing. Um, Mark Fisher, uh, like Russ's dear soul, um, one of the most important modern like leftist and socialist theorists and writers of certainly the UK, had a blog called K-Punk. Um, the the K stood for because he came from this like weird little like clique in the University of Warwick um, studying cybernetics and stuff like that. The K is for the like gesturing towards the Greek like Cuba like the 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 original world world from which cyber was developed. So the the blog's implicitly cyberpunk, but in a slightly oblique nerdy fucking way. Um, he just wrote about the music he was listening to alongside his like theoretical musings for the entirety of his like adult and working life. Did a lot of interviews, like Y Magazine, a lot of other dance music magazines. Um, he ended his own life at, a, I think, 2014. And the writings after then have been collected and like turned into something more programmatic. Like his musical writings ended up fusing into his like communist and theory writing. Um, and that's an avenue you can go explore on your own if you want to. But like, fundamentally what he matters for in this story is the way he approached burial as an artist and i do just want to read a bit from um from the uh from the review because this write-up is just like cemented itself as the interpretive mode through which burial is read and i don't fully agree with it but i also think it's very important and reflects something very real about um what has been happening burial's the kind of album i've dreamt of for years literally it is oniric dance music, a collection of the dreamed songs Ian Penman imagined as epochal piece on Tricky's Max and K. Max and K would be a reference point here, as would Paul. Like both these artists, Burial conjures audio spectres out of crackle, foregrounding rather than repressing sound accidental materialities. Tricky and Paul's crackleology was a further development of Dub's material sorcery, in which the seam of its recording was turned inside out for us to hear and exult in when we had been used to the re of recording being repressed, recessed, as though it really were just a re-representation of something that already existed in its own right. But rather than the hydroponic heat of Tricky's Bristol or the dank caverns of Paul's Berlin, Burial sold a, a sound that evokes what the press release calls a near future South London underwater. You can never tell if the crackle is the burning static off pirate radio or the tropical downpour of a submerged city out the window. Yeah. Near future, maybe. But listening to Burials, I walk through damp and drizzly South London streets in, the, in this abortive spring. It strikes me that this LP is a very London now, which is to say it suggests a city haunted not only by the past, but by lost futures. It seems to have less to do with the near future than with the tantalizing ache of a future just out of reach. Um, I'll go on just slightly more because this net following paragraph. You I think see is the really stage, important. use it. Yeah. Burial's an elegy for the hardcore continuum, a memories for the haunted ballroom for the rave generation, a memories from the haunted ballroom being a caretaker record. It is like walking into the abandoned spaces once uh, carnivalized by raves and finding them return to depopulated dereliction. Muted air horns flare like the ghosts of raves past. Broken glass cracks underfoot. MDMA flashbacks bring London to unlife in the way that hallucinogens brought demons crawling out of the subways in Jacob's Ladders, New York. Audio hallucinations transform the city's rhythms into inorganic beings, more dejected than malign. You see faces in the clouds and hear voices in the crackle. What you momentarily thought was muffled bass turns only to be the rumbling of tube trains. Um, there's more going on here, but like fundamentally, this is the interpretive frame that like burial has been handed. It is hauntology. It is the haunting of the present by futures unrealized. Um, 
and kind of what I wanted to do was figure out whether I actually felt that anymore. Um, this record is so strange when I come back to it because like I put together the first two full tracks. Distant Lights fits this perfectly. Distant Lights is like skittering mechanical percussion and dub siren and echo and space and distance. It is the rave happening around the corner that you can't be at. It is the rave that was around the corner that you're reimagining. And Space Ape is not fucking that. Um, Space Ape is a drum and bass track with a fucking searing <laughs> vocal over the top. Like it it's is, so cool. It's so, <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> we all just fire up. Dude, so this Space is the thing. Ape. So this is literally the thing. Like there are moments in this track which aren't in the stupor, that aren't in the reflective mode. And this is the, the the like bizarre conjuration that I was like so like taken with. Was like, no, this isn't an album haunted by features unrealized. This is an album like rooted its connection to present genre in a way that like this really did not acknowledge or we didn't really acknowledge at the time like this is burial in the club like making heaters for his friends to fucking like lose their nuts to and it's genuinely succeeding like so many moments where like re space lines like like the classic sound of like metalheads drum and bass like tear just fucking like rip through the bottom end of these tracks and okay yeah there's there's more mood there's more atmosphere but like Dear God, if you don't experience this as body music, something is going wrong. Like, this is fucking groovy. Like, he works mm -hmm. the rhythms on this so hard. Um, and we can go through track by track. We can go through highlight moments. But, like, I just sort of wanted to, like, get what you got out of this record as an experience. Because this was a very surprising one for me. Like, I came to this expecting to stay in the reflective mode. And I just got, like, fucking boot stomped straight into the club in a way that I was not ready for and really fucking enjoyed. So, yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> it's, I, I think it's, I, I, uh, I'll say it was like 66 headspace, 33% body space mm. on this one. It's, uh, it's, you, you know, that TikTok of the, it's the guy at the tech house show, like brow furrowed in oh like my God. everyone's worst nightmare deep house listener yeah, my God. <laughs> yeah it's, I, it's i always thought it's i i never understood with that that like that was being like oh it's a nightmare. like no that he's feeling it he's like oh my god yeah it's as, it's, as one of those people as occasionally one of those people like the intensity with which you can lock into a groove and just like think and feel through it is just like sometimes mesmeric and like house is it's, really fucking good for it. It's, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah it's yeah. Bur burial gives me thinking stank face. That's um, <laughs> so yes. true. It's yes. always. Uh, and it's like, uh, it's, it was, it's been really nice in, Va uh, in Vancouver these past few days. So I didn't feel like I could listen to it while I was walking out around <laughs> or anything. Um, 
So uh, exactly the fucking opposite. It's been absolutely pissing in the UK, <laughs> yeah, and they've been doing a lot of train journeys and a lot of tube rides, needing oh, something man, to like soundtrack. Go. And it's just like, oh, it's right fucking here. It's right yeah. fucking here. Yeah. But uh, no, it's I um, I my my old love on burial self-titled, uh, and this this probably does not surprise anybody in this caller in the world is forgive. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Track nine. It's. I maybe one of the greatest songs ever. I think um, we it's we can it's I, I can save thoughts for it if we want to just go like no, down no, no, track no, hit by it. track. No, but, hit uh, it. no um, I I it's I, this being in like a uh, relatively lower uh, clarity than the than the other songs. Um, I think it's it it makes it feel it's it's to to speak to uh, Fisher's like idea of like haunting and hauntology like it's it is literally trying to remember its wounds. Yeah, it, um, it, it, it like it materializes it like evidences the process by which it got destroyed. You feel uh-huh. that process, yeah. Um, it's uh uh. My brother Declan, uh, who you guys know, but uh, some some may not know uh, somehow. Um, uh, it's will will go and find song videos on YouTube that have this song scoring it. Uh, he's found the the opening to Melancholia slowed uh, down yeah. under it. Um, mm-hmm. He's found this like it's 144p video of a bunch of birds flying around like a Welsh field, like just to the wind, and they just it just looks like this, like, not. <laughs> Thank you. It's uh this this uh this haunting, just like waving, lurching like black wave in the sky back and forth. Um. It's he's found videos of like New York skylines like it's a man. It's a God. This song is so good. I Uh, had thoughts about where to go. It like we can just dwell on forgive for a little while because it is that good. Um, That's it's I just wanted to say my piece. That's just something that uh, it's it's uh, it's one of my favorite songs ever. It's one of Declan's favorite songs ever. I just wanted to give it that space there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love I, I, I love forgive as a track too. I have a weird thing that I experienced if I hear it because I remember at one point in my life uh, I heard that song attached to the end of a Travel Trap House like sound clip. Oh man. <laughs> okay. And, and it's, it's like it's gonna like kind of haunt me forever because like I don't know it was like I forget what they were talking about it was some election shit but like but like choosing that track as like a like a as a touch point for like emotionality and just like just like tugging at you it 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 super duper works mm-hmm. yeah. it's really good but it's also just really funny how I, I always have to attach it to that yeah thing. god <laughs> so so for me the thing that i was thinking was much in the same way we were talking about like the negative space of beatless beatless trance or whatever Forgive for me is the, the, the negative space out of which we get later burial. And I specifically, yes. Marcy, Marcy and I have talked about this earlier in the week, but like Rival Dealer arrives and like resets where the like euphoric limit of burial can possibly live. 
Like mm-hmm. okay, okay, yeah. Let me, okay, fucking rival dealer is fucking crazy. <laughs> it's like, fucking we, it's, yeah. it's we we it's there was like three hours when we were deciding picks where it's like, do we just do rival dealer for yeah, like burial because we we wanted to do burial in association with these two acts and we were like tunes 2011 2019, we could just do rival dealer. Right? It's 25 minutes and there was 28 minutes even. And there's so much going on in it. There's like, so much packed into that shit. But, I'm, but like, this is it. But, like, if uh, oh, I don't know, if um, fucking sorry, blanking names. Um, let me actually go back to the track list and sorry, I like, got it in front of me. Yeah, if forgive is like the locked groove, then like, it feels to me like rival dealer will come down to us. Is like the echo jam that like built out of that locked groove, like mm-hmm. the. The, the territory is no longer 80s pop music. It is 90s euphoria. And like, this is a sense in which I think the Mark Fisher thesis like absolutely nails it, but in a way that like genuinely undersells how present and how alive and like how like magic genuinely a track like Hiders could just be, or like the second half would come down to us. Like just how, how much you want to like grab into the feeling. And even if the feeling is fucking wrecked, even if it is fucking miserable to be there, um, it has something for you. It has a care, it has a liveness, it has a brightness for you. And that like, when I go back into listen to Forgive, I feel not just the like, the beauty and the emotionality, but also the potential, the potential to find the rave euphoria again. And that's the thing I find so, so stunning about Burial. Like every single time I come back, it's like, I know what the image is. I know what the aesthetified version of this is. And it's not that because it is reaching every single time to bring me not just like the sadness of the loss of Rave, but no, that like the actuality, like the actual sense of euphoria that I can get attached to. And like that, that was actualized by the time we got to Rival Dealer. Like that's the music God. that it lives in. Yeah. Like fucking Fred again, get the fuck out of here. Like if you want to talk about the, like the actual <laughs> feeling of like, like wanting to know what the Rave was like, but like, but like so much more tangibly in like, fucking real and shit like god like yeah, my god the fuck no. out of here, dude. L- like well, literally I, I was saying to you like in prep for this podcast i just like hey it's so funny that we get two acts with like very weird like entanglements with fortet um and i just put on moth and i cranked the volume and i danced around my flat because as well as being like deeply sad and mournful it is also one of the best fucking house club tracks i no in existence it is nine it's so good it is nine minutes of just like exploding out of just like muscular like pulsation and like like straining against that like you know that containment field of fuzz and noise like it really does want to lurch out and grab you in like the club lives in the fuzz the club is there it's there for you you can be in it if you want to be
If you want to get to like my thing with like yeah, yeah go for real stuff, of course. Like, so okay. So two, okay, so like two big kind of things here with me. So like, I remember being like a teen and like getting my bearings into like this electronic music shit and like seeing people being like, hey, you should go go to this uh go go to this uh uh. This burial and true here. Uh, just, just, just go to it. You know, mm-hmm. you'll probably like it. It's, mm-hmm. pro- it's, pre- it's pretty important. And I remember going to it and like genuinely like being like hearing it and being like, I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> the things I'm hearing here, like the groove, like that's like happening, is just something I've is, I have not been locked into. <laughs> and it's only until like years later when when I realized like oh like. I was someone who back then did not really have like the much language. of an understanding of like yeah. like dubstep in garage and like that kind of groove where it's like whereas like Craig David like, and I, Daniel Beddingfield were like on the radio since I was the age of four like because oh I've been understanding house, understanding techno, understanding like footwork and drum bass and stuff, but garage is like a different thing. Like and, deeply, like, 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 like mm, it's really funny. Like it shares a name with a deeply New York house like thing, like. New York Garage House yeah. is a scene in a world that, like, had to, like, cross over to the UK to influence what became Garage in the UK. It's also very funny that you keep saying Garage and I will say Garage and, like, there it's, was... It's what it is. It it's is what like, it is. I, like, really I can't say Garage because it doesn't sound right. Nah. And then me, I no? say uh, UKG. UKG, <laughs> that's also good. But, yeah, like... It, it was just so part of the fabric that, like, there was nothing to teach me when it came to burial. It was simply just a new mode to hear the same thing in. Like, the mm-hmm. pa- like I was just put on Archangel, and immediately I'm fucking bumping my chair, but also just remembering, like, I know what fucking, you know, gotta get through this sounds like. Or fucking... Yeah, like, the, 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 there was just a... There was a body feeling that got trained in me so long, and so early that like it's i find it not like hard but just like i cannot meaningfully appreciate what it's like for burial to not be like intelligible immediately in that way so yeah but yeah go for it yeah go for it yeah and like like once i got back to it later like a number of years it's like oh okay i i understand it now and i can i can like kind of fully like you know hearing like untrue now with any like open ears being like oh shit oh shit <laughs> oh this is sick oh wow okay yeah but and so like and and i remember i was like doing talks about like which um which uh, uh barely album to pick and in my mind like everyone always goes to untrue it's like the very easy like hey fucking you know just put in front of you like go check this out mm-hmm. uh you'll like it uh the self-titled is much more like not that you gotta like do more work to like get as much like get to get like the full experience out of it, but like I don't know, like there's like because like there's like the like the mythos and the idea of like what a burial song sounds like, mm. and all like that like that sort of thing is definitely here, like on burial, but like there's other flourishes of different like sounds and yeah. like like grooves and things happening here too 100%. when you get to untrue it's like oh he's like locked in bro's yeah. like fucking <laughs> fucking sailed away like fucking can't touch this dude but like 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 self-titled it's like there's a bunch of different disparate things like going into this one product and you still get that core like 
burial sound where he's like working on this groove and like R&B vocal, you know, spacey, you know, uh, final hiss, that kind of shit. But like, again, like you touched on it with, um, with like space tape, like that's a little faster tempo, uh, more like prominent bass in there, different kind of groove. And uh, yeah. And like space ape, just like doing his thing over it. And it's not like no one expects that kind of thing when you hear when you think about a burial track, but even but like from the beginning it's there, it's a thing that's always been like uh, like in his lexicon, um, and yeah, and it's like a thing that you get on to like later like with his like with the singles like from then on like you would like get newer bits and pieces of like what like what the idea of what a burial song is supposed to sound like. Yeah, it just expands. Yeah, just yeah. since you brought up Space Hip, I just like the the counter narrative to the Mark Fisher one is victims themselves of a close encounter, desperate uh, abductors, constructors become infected, vexed by an alien virus, so alien, so viral. Like there is a sci-fi like activity and threat and menace coming straight out of like dub and drum and bass MCing. Yes. Like, yeah, like uh, there's like the the spaceship track with Code Nine. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And also, I think of I think of the track with um uh, Crust and like the one guy I can't remember the name of, of like dude just like go going off on his shit over this crazy ass like drum bass track. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know the one, right? Yeah, I mean, you need, uh, not top of my head, but I think I, I think I recognize what you're talking about. Like, we need to go look for it. Uh, right? yeah, let me just look it up. But yeah, like there is a there is a in the same way that I think about all the the drum and bass acts I know who've been sampling Blade Runner or Full Metal Jacket forever. Like they want that like the like cinemaified, glossy, aggro alien nature of the world to just become present, become the threat that like like lurks in their music. That lurking is not a haunting. That lurking is a that's a fucking real ass monster that's gonna come and fucking slashy. And that is a that is a sensibility that is just like real on bits of the self-titled record in a way that like it's just like clamped down a bit in the others. I wanted to pull up Southern yeah. Comfort. Southern Comfort is like a sort okay. of like yeah, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry, right. sorry, sorry, sorry. Right. sorry. When I was going to like the track for me mm. off the record, um, when you when you were talking, when I, there's like probably like three tracks that I would show to someone if to understand Burial. Yeah, and Southern Comfort's one of those. Yeah, one hundred. It is like you like it's. But the track for me off the record where like, you just you get everything, dude. Like all of it's right there for you. You get you the darkness. You get the darkness, but you also get like the piercing um respace lines. And you get a kind of presence to the drumming, you get a kind of activity and like cut that like this would live on Hessel Audio, no problem. Like it's a slightly yeah, more like Yeah, like that's the other thing. Yeah. It's a honest to god, like you can dance this shit. Like yeah. it's not fucking so coaxing like all this like like mythos stuff that like people have like built around him like you could just listen to this shit and like groove to it yeah mm-hmm. like it's all there like you don't have like and you and can approach burial on those kinds of terms and i mean this is what i was excited about was just like seeing whether you two like actually clocked the same thing like i i'm so glad to hear the same thing because like yeah i was stunned by how much i found myself just like feeling this as okay yeah, yeah boo. i know you said two does one that but like it's there it's present the the like the reality and the presence of the thing like still survives yeah all, all, all the distortion all the covering all the you know all, all the, the like distancing stuff that forces you into that like cerebral register <sighs> god yeah and i mean okay 
Sullen Comfort is backed up by, by You Hurt Me, which is again like the other pole, which really is like a fucking desperately sad song. Mm -hmm. And like just uses the like low sub as the anchor for for like something. It's less danceable because it's halftime. It is slightly weirder, slightly more of kilter. And that voice anchors it in a way that like, you know, this sounds more like a track to, you know, acknowledge your demons to. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like they can live in harmony. They can live in the same project and they can live in the totality of an artist who's doing both at once. And that seems just really important. But like, yeah. Hey, hey, okay, we can also acknowledge like, yeah, whether it's forgive or prayer or you hurt me, like it's there. The, the, the sadness and the reflective part is deep. It runs fucking deep. Yeah, like, yeah. well, when it, like when it, when it comes to like, you know, the established idea of like, uh, rave music for outside the rave. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. like, like, like dub, like dubstep, like UK dubstep always gets like characterized like as like, yeah, it was like the thing that bubbled up in like in in like room two around like drum bass nights is like, mm -hmm. where you go into like to space out and like like experience this like different thing. And it's like, and like burial has always been like spoken about as like the thing you, the thing you hear about imagining a distance from the club or like at home or like peering out from like you know like a distance, and uh, people uh, and like that's all like fine and good. Like it's obviously like a very large established framework for there, in terms of like the sound uh, sound of what burial is, but also like I. As as someone who like has existed outside of the club for a long period of my life until like now like gone to like my own couple club nights and like had a great time with it like he exists like he can exist in both like it's not like a specific dichotomy of like you know like he, uh, oh you know he's you know you're not throwing burial in the club he's everyone's who spaced out or like feels weird about it so everyone's gonna move off the dance floor like that's not the case like mm -hmm. people people will hear a track like fucking like distant lights just for the comfort and like have a good time like it, there's there's a space for it and like uh and like a meaningful way and uh i feel like i got another thing there but i think <laughs> no no it's yeah it's yeah. right there just in terms of that like sci-fi sensibility so much of the drums on this are just like ps1 like weapon reload sounds or like inventory sounds he said this in interviews, like, so much of this is just coming from, you know, games, like... Bro's got the weirdest drums. Dragging out the science fiction I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how the hell he's arranging this shit. I mean, he's, he's, got, the, he's, got, he's got that shit from walking the desert path in Azerbaijan. Oh this God. shit is crazy. <laughs> like, like, if I had to guess, old, bad time and pitch stretch, oh, time stretch and pitch shifting algorithms... They just like impart a lot of weirdness. Oh yeah, like, he's hitting the high precaution. quality time stretch on Audacity yeah, for yeah. half of these. Yeah, like the 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 pitching is so deliberate. That's very clear to me, at least, um, because the drums have this like internal melody to them that I yeah. God, it reminds me about Skrillex. There was this whole point I had about like Skrillex having this ear that like demanded continuity in melody, 
Um, it was really funny. I'm just going to fucking detour because I can. It's my podcast. Um, it's also Boo's podcast, but it's also my podcast. Um, I went back and listened to Kill Everybody because that's my favorite old Skrillex track. And I noticed for the first time that there's just a, like a, a, a tonic drone to the entirety of the drop. That I had no idea about before and completely undercut the idea that he was doing this like radical hockic decontextualized like pieces from everywhere thing. Cause it's held together so firmly by just like a droning noise. Like you, I will put it in the, put it in the show. Um, and once I heard that, like everything Skrillex did since, which like relies on having like a through line of melody to carry all the different textures made so much more sense. The thing that Burial does instead is just tune his drums. The thing Burial does is like have arcs to his percussion so that they like, you know, speak in a way that the, the rest of the track either refuses to or does against the drum pattern. Like if very intentional when he decides to bring the drums in and out of the mix. Yeah, it, it's both like it's timing and structure to bring it in and out of the mix. And it's the contour of the drum phrasing itself. Because he almost never like varies internally. Like the drums are either present or they're not present. Elements are present or they're not present. But what they are, I, yeah, when, what they are is like, just I'm like, fucking, yeah. I'm fucking rival dealer, dealer. Like the, like the drum loop he's going there. Like you can hear like in the beginning parts of it. Like it's, it's like, like the, like the loop is wrong. Yeah. Like, like it's the it's the clip is fucked up. Like you hear it, and it's like, oh wait, there's like a little there's a little uh, little, uh, little starter there. Yeah. I feel like I'm not supposed to hear, and yet it's there. Yeah, I mean, again, come down to us is exactly the same thing, which has this fucking like, like just forty BPM out it has this like, absolutely like smashing, like, uh, like funk break sample, like a drum and bass like break sample, just like powering underneath the chords, they're like does not connect in any meaningful sense to the rest of the track, but just like provides an energy and a texture and a, like a vibration that you're never going to let go of. But yeah, like the, the, that's like a breaks version of this. What is happening more on the album is just like a very, very particular way of like crafting the shape of a drum pattern, crafting the shape of a of a of a shuffle, so that that's what's doing the speaking. That's what's doing the like carrying of the voice through the track, and you can hold on to that. That's enough to hold on to it. And I think if there's anything that's really special about Burial, on top of all the atmospherics, on top of all the like really excellent sample selection and like crafting of the world, it's that like. Oh yeah, like he can make do with so few like tangible elements because the drums do the work of like carrying direction and carrying structure for you. Um, like I'm doing a lot of like curvy hand mo motion as if you can see like this like contour that I'm trying to imply with my hands and obviously audio medium. But like I, any any drum pattern and just feel how you hear the different voices in the drum part like speak to each other and speak as a continuity. There's there's a there's a fluency and a and a yeah I mean this is the same fluency that Two Step producers have like nailed for years, um, and there's a reason that like classic drum kits and classic sample packs like become legendary because they allow you to speak without really needing to think about it. 
but because he's like grabbing samples from everywhere and repitching so aggressively like this is so crafted in a way that like just reflects both an understanding of what it's trying to do but also an understanding of exactly the kind of functionality and the exact kind of propulsion that you need so so well yeah god this album's special god it's fucking it's really fucking sick great. i will say i i do still think um I still do think Untrue is the, uh, the better record. Just like, just, it is, you know, by design, like, very cohesive. <laughs> uh, whereas Burial is, like, jumping from, like, bits in here and there. And, like, there's a lot, lots of cool spots. But I do think, like, you know, it, it, can, it can be a little, uh, just a tiny bit tough to get your bearings on everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I mean, I also think this is why we it. picked it. It was because this was yeah. a, sli a slightly more... Slightly tougher time to organize. There's, thing, and, there's things yeah. to pick out there. There's things to think about. Yeah. Like, Untrue is like very, again, like, like serving you a nice, like, well crafted steak. Um, that's got, uh, I mean, okay, it's not, hmm. How do you, you scrap burial as food? Oh, wait, hang on. Hang on. What, well, hmm, hmm, hmm. I, I, I don't think I like this. Uh, a delicious hamburger. <laughs> Um, we gotta get to the bottom of this. Uh, it's genuinely, it's this is. I feel like um, the painting the portrait of burial uh, is. It's our homework's already pretty much done for us. It's yeah. I'm gonna. It's it's tomato soup on a cold day. It's, <laughs> it's you you. It's specifically it's the act surrounding the eating of the food. I think yeah. which is important. Mm. Um, yeah, you're right. That's so, that's so big brained. <laughs> thank you. That's, <laughs> thank you. That's really, what a, what a measured compliment. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, uh, whenever it's, it's, I also do make the thinking stank face whenever I eat tomato soup, whenever I have a good bowl <gasps> of tomato soup. Oh, hell yeah. Um, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'll lock that in. Final answer. Nice. Do you want to cover it yet? I mean, it's a it's burial. Like, okay. It's a mm, I, yeah. I, 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 I want to I, I want to be so clear. Uh, it's I it's I love burial a lot. Burial's logo and his fucking uh uh tight mark suck cock. <laughs> yep. It's I like the logo. The like it's, I don't know like it's. It doesn't. It's not emblematic of anything. It's it's lines. It's lines, yeah. um, which is fine. I want to. I again. I want to be so clear that it's it's. But it's you're not supposed to be looking at the burial album art when you're listening to burial. It's not. It's not something that you're supposed to pour over. Like the 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 photography of what I'm assuming has to be South London. Yeah, it's one twist. Uh, um, on the picture is is very beautiful. It's um, also very brown. London, actual London yes. is it's quite brown, but it's not that brown. It's grayer, no. honestly, than that. It's it's and it's the the like the hyper dub watermark. Uh, I don't know if everybody's copy of it has it on there. Like on the top right, there's yeah, that yeah, video yeah. hyper dub. Like they just got better at this. They just they did. They, they, they did get better at this. It's I think Untrue's uh, cover art is also not my favorite, but I like I like dude sitting with I, a cup of coffee. I'm, 
It is so weird to, for, like, that cover to exist, because he's never done anything like that ever again. No. Like, bro was, I was like, bro's not like, what if I had a guy on the cover? <laughs> like, who is this dude? Like, what's going on? It's, I, honestly, it's the more pictures that come out of Burial, I think that's supposed to be Burial. <laughs> Just, is that so? Just, that's just a person. Yeah. It's very much just a person. Yeah, and like it's always the image people think of when they think of burial, and it's so weird. Yeah, I um, mean, I like as a known coffee disliker, in fact, coffee hater. It like soured me on the album forever because just like I don't want a fucking coffee ass album to be my favorite. Burial. <laughs> this is not a coffee uh, album. Don't talk to me until <laughs> I've had my untrue. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You look different. Different. Uh, you may now speak. Um... <laughs> I don't look, it's I it's I'm also caught up because I don't want Burial to have better graphic design. No, exactly. Um, but I mean I, what, what where he went afterwards is just like, okay, the 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 logo's still a bit shit, but like they did something more iconic with it in like tunes and the later yeah, singles. Yeah, the, they're they're getting it figured out. Um, and then yeah, the hyperdub hyper standard stuff, it's just a good imprint. It's just a good mm -hmm. basic format I, imprint. So I really like to cover the anti Don. Eh. No, anti Don anti Don's is is awesome, um, but it also just it's also just a drawing. Like it's it is an illustrative work. It's I don't know if it I don't know if it's a great representative of the album itself, but it's yeah, sick. This, it's really cool. That was the problem I always had. It's just like I don't relate this to your work in any meaningful way. Like you've cultivated something quite specific, and this is not it. And I I'm sure it's really beautiful artwork, but I cannot like pay attention to it as the thing connected to your to your music yeah res respect on the dude to having his whole thing just expressed through the music yeah it's like I'm, I'm just gonna fucking <laughs> just, yeah just, just, just throw on like I mean like a few tracks just, yeah just throw on the hyperdub thing on it's, there it's cool it's, it's uh, <laughs> uh, cover watch for burial first of all the fact that anything at all exists is incredible <laughs> uh, have you heard of a city called London it's shocking I know what get the fuck I know. Have uh, you th have you ever thought about a street on a rainy day? Have you? Have you? Hmm. Well, you that's, what if mm. what if you zoomed out so far that you couldn't see the street or the rain and you didn't have any of that? <gasps> oh, fuck. oh, fuck! Ooh, good, good. Uh, it's just light. It's just light. It's yeah, just distant it's, light. It's burial. It's it's burial album art. Um, it's, it's burial album art. There really ain't much to, more to it. Not 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 a. Uh, Nah, it's I, 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 it's it is so interesting because it's it is such a strong aesthetic package in the Sonics. Um yeah. That I don't know. Maybe it's maybe he's just like uh, he he gets that back and he's like top. Let's just put that out. It's all good. Yeah. Maybe that's just it. Maybe it is. That's fine by me. Well, it's we need less graphic design in this world. So <laughs> go ahead. Um. Yeah, I. We need less graphic design so you have less competition. That's the answer. No, it's you could you could erase me as well. I'm fine. Oh, you just it's have you have you make like blissed out ambient albums forever instead. It's stop. It's stop the stop the Adobe subscription. I'd like to get off. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I just I do I do I do want to know uh, the last thing on uh, the record uh, uh, HDBC 001. Yeah, first album ever put on the label. And was that, that is the first album like, or the first EPs burial album? I I should look up look this up. Two discs. Hyperdub burials. Yeah, it's I think uh, HD is hyperdub. B is burial. CD is to indicate CD format. Um, I'm sure they they just typed that out with like when they were getting the 
shipment stuff out and Barry was like, top, use that. That's awesome. Yeah. So do we see any albums? We've got HPC. Also, yeah, it's, we've, it uh, is... Oh. Huh. Um, it is fucking got, oh, ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. First, it's, it is... Mm. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You go, you, 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 you It go. just... It, it is in a separate series because they give Burial HBD... Sorry, HDB as a... As a... Like a... Label label catalog because Code Nine oh. gets HYP, um, but it is the first album on Hyperdub. So there you go. Wow, that's crazy. Um, because like Memories of the Future, Bro, the, out of nowhere. Yeah, the, the Code Nine and Space uh, Space Ape first record together is HYP CD 009. So there you go. Wow. Damn. It's also. Can we talk about how fucking sorry? It's I, I'm. This is more aggressive oh, than I intended. Uh, but burial and then he just types burial again <laughs> guys that's that's so awesome <laughs> that's self-confidence it is, it's really sick oh man that's being true to yourself <laughs> name so nice we say it twice exactly uh that's all i got in my notes here i'm honestly. out too i'm out too yeah i think yeah i think that's a go there holy shit we went for almost three hours boo that was so much fun. That's what you get out. That's that's what you get out of a fucking Marcy episode. That's what you we know? get out of picking three incredible, or at least it, like it's three hey, albums that we all run in circles about. Yeah, like <laughs> three albums that fucking turn us into fucking toddlers. Um, with the amount of, I probably have more thoughts giddy. about Skrillex I didn't get on there. Yeah, I, hey, I squeezed one out right at the end. So a final little nugget. To, yeah, to, I, to I could talk about like the other shit he's put out like in the twenty tens, like that, like. Any, any, I don't know if any avenue for me to do that would be pretty fun. Yeah. Go listen to Face My Fears. Don't play Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> Fuck. Um, go listen to every, 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 every in Christ re, um, God, I can't fucking talk. It's, Go it, hit to me up. I will give you all of the unreleased Evie and Christ stuff in studio quality. There you fucking it's, go. We pack rats <laughs> in this house. Um, go listen to Rival Dealer and every barrier release after Untrue because they're worth yep. it. I think that's a fucking rap. Yeah, get, yeah, get, yeah, bro. Just like put out like the first song with drums in, in like years. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> um, Marcy, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, hey, it's Marcy here, Marcy Anime. You can find me uh, at the Twitter, Marcy underscore anime. Um, uh, I post there sometimes, or if you just want to look at pictures of anime women, there's lots of those on there. She's an expert. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. All that leaves us is, like, next episode, we've got a guest lined up. We've got two of the three picks locked in. I'm really fucking excited about it. We'll details shortly. Boo, where can people find you on the internet? I don't know, man. Whatever. Um, you can find me at Regression. <laughs> Don't forget the third ass. Do not ever forget the third ass. <laughs> We're back, baby. Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you all so much. That was a fucking delight. Um, I need to go not talk for three hours. Hell yeah. And rest my fucking voice. <laughs>